three guys that know to save the neck for me, Clark, and what it really means when someone says, eat my rubber, Matt, Doug, and friend of show, Joey. It's, you know, it's always weird when we have that new voice. <laughs> yes. And, and just, uh, you know, sometimes there's been ones where my wife didn't want to read them. And then when Doug's missus started coming in, uh, it's just trying to, especially when you don't have a face to put around it, but it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Well, I, you, you, you know, uh, and we'll get into that, into what's going on. This has been a week for me. Just leave, leave it at that. It's been a week mm-hmm. for me. But I think you have something to tell everybody. Yes, we have a special guest. He is the Larry to our Moe and Curly, the B.A. Baracus to our Hannibal Smith and Templeton Peck. It's friend of show, Joey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Joey. So this is your second appearance on the podcast, at least your second full appearance, I should say. You've been here either in spirit or in little clips many times besides that. And Gremlins, I believe, was the last one you did actually for our last Christmas podcast, right? Yep, that's it. That's what I thought. You know, I'm trying to keep track of things, and you just try to hold. Just hold on one second. I have people here, so just give me one second. Did someone get the fucking door? I got to get it. Just give give here. I'll do this. You know who's at the door? Who's at the door? Christmas carolers. You want me to take Christmas my, carolers. You want me to take my wireless mic out there? Sure. Let's see if I can get a mid song here. On the twelfth day of Christmas, Matt and Doug gave to me twelve repeated stories, eleven dogs, walking ten gears, a grinding nine women, smoke shows eight, refrigerators seven, unknown porn stars six, Matt's a slur five, crap Four dead bugs, three gold bags, two strap-ons, and a shopping trip for underwear. Very nice. <laughs> I've had that in the hopper for weeks. Have you now? Yeah, I have, have you. But actually, do you need any intro for your intro, Doug? Or? I, I do not. I knew it was Christmas a week ago when the O in the Pornhub logo became a reef. <laughs> Christmas time is here with Matt Doug and Joey. Which songs do we love? Which ones fucking suck? That's right, it's a Christmas episode, so I threw it out to the fellas. Hey, come prepared this week with uh, a favorite Christmas song and your least favorite Christmas song. So I'll start us off, if you don't mind. Sure. So honorable mention for least favorite Christmas song, Wham's Last Christmas. Okay. Did you know that there's a game called Whamageddon that you get together with a bunch of your friends after Thanksgiving? Is there at one point where like a woman drops her phone? That man's not a salesman. He's your dad's gay lover. (laughs) And then I start crying. Yes. And if you try and avoid that song, and if you do hear it, then you have to text your friends and say, yeah, I got Whamageddoned. And Last Man Standing gets, whatever, a pat in the back. Um, but uh, this would be my least favorite Christmas song. The moon is right. The spirit's up. 
And feel fr- feel free to jump in if you disagree with me or, or you're not cool with my take. Okay. I, we will do that. Why don't you okay. go ahead with your uh, favorite one as well? Okay. Honorable mentions. White Christmas by the Drifters. The wah, 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 wind, white Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm dreaming. It's not the Bing Crosby version, but it's like, you know. The Fat Boys? Sort of okay. that 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 same color, yes. Uh, little little uh, a toss up between Little Drummer Boy by Bob Seger or Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Okay, and I don't think there is there a studio version of that Bing Crosby and David Bowie, or is it just was it just like on the Dean Martin show that they recorded it while Bing was having a heater at a table? I have no idea. I, okay. I don't know either. I've, I've but my go- but my goat is this one. You can fade it out. That's Bare Naked Ladies featuring uh, Sarah McLachlan. Okay, and yeah. It, it probably holds a special place in my heart just because I saw them perform it live. So, Was she there? Just, she was not. Okay, she's probably out saving dogs. Probably. I, I was going to say, I, I was thinking about dogs the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I actually, one of, one of the things that I wrote, one of the books that I wrote, the entire time I was writing, I was listening to her surfacing album which is why it's such a pussy book. But <laughs> Surfacing one. Is that the one where she sings about love is better than chocolate or something or ice cream? Uh, that I don't know. Well, if you were listening to it while you were writing a book, you should know that. Well, then so it's probably, probably not. Probably not. All right. Yes. So my, I, I will start with my least favorite as well. Um, the moon is right. <laughs> so easy enough. The spirits are- uh, I was wondering if that one was going to make more than one appearance here. Uh, the, my favorite one is one that you probably are not familiar with. And it, you, you're familiar with the song, but you're probably not familiar with the version. This is one that I remember listening to the LP of in on one of those eight-foot-long giant stereos okay. that you had growing up. Mm-hmm. And it yep. is John Denver, but it's not just John Denver. It is John Denver with some special guests. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know who that is, Joey? No. It's the Muppets. Scooter? Yes, ma'am. Gonzo? Jack. Robin? Yes, Miss Biggie. This is what we're going to sing. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Nice. Please do put the penny in the old man's head. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah. So, so, Whenever I hear Miss Piggy, all I can think of is my sister, because she would always do a Miss Piggy impersonation. Okay. Now I that's remember that now. I'm- it was uh, it was a TV show, I believe, and they did a, a record of it. it. Well, of course, it would have been a TV show or yes. a special. So, okay. Joey, do you need any prep for years? Because I know years are together. Uh, no, just that I went with the best one first. Give me 
Christmas Time in the Ghetto by it's James from Brown. That, it's from that record, yeah. Okay. Awesome record. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait for it. It's awesome. So I think, give me one second as I let this play out. Oh no, never mind. I thought I was I was gonna have uh, "Living in America" queued up, but I do not actually have it readily available. So wow, all three of us, poor Paul, have, have similar taste. That is a bad song. Have either of you guys watched the the Beatles thing by Peter Jackson? Yep, I have not. My mother in law saw it. She loved it. I I am I, I can appreciate the impact the Beatles had. Uh, at the same time, I think the Beatles are not the end all be all of all groups ever, like a lot of people think. And I I I think I'd like to watch it, but I just think that six hours is a huge time sink for something I don't really care that much about. It's closer to eight. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like investing all that time into um, Ken Burns' baseball documentary. What's cool about it is you get to see these songs just kind of come out of nowhere. The process, you know, yeah. As they, as they talk. And that's, that's a fantastic, just the fascinating glimpse into them working together. Yeah. I've, I've heard some people talk about it and they've said that Yoko comes off a lot better in this than the public perception of her being the one who actually split up the Beatles. Completely. Yeah. She, she barely talks. She's just sitting next to John most of the time. I, I think honestly though, I'd rather have her talk than have her sing. Well, she sings on there too. <laughs> oh, that's not good. It's a jam. It's it's uh, it's it's out there. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. All right, do you mind if I start us off? Yes, I do. Um, oh. Just from a statistical point of view. Um, okay. Joey had mentioned eight hours, so we had a milestone last week. We went over 240 hours of podcast content. Wow. 10 so days. 10 full days. It, I think, wow. honestly, it would take you longer to listen to our entire podcast catalog than to watch Friends from beginning to end at this point. <laughs> but actually, I wanted to open this up for Joey first, just because it's been a year, and see, okay, what do you have to correct us on, or do you have anything <laughs> to say about the last year of, of podcasts? And then you'll have about half an hour to do nothing. <laughs> well, a lot of times I, I'm correcting you guys when I listen. I'm like, no, 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 Jugdish, it's Jerry, <laughs> translated. Or Pinter is Peter Ronawat. And, uh, of course, Joe Crocker. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> not Betty Crocker's son that was singing in uh, your your song of your intro to, to this week's movie. I that texted was... friend of show Chico about that, and we were just howling. Yes. I, I knew re- that I, that was wrong at the time, but I was so hammered. I just yeah, couldn't get to it. I'm just like, I'm like Joe Co- Crocker. Obviously it's Joe Cocker, but it's not even Joe Cocker that's singing. It's Ray Charles that's singing that song. Yeah. Yeah. Soulful kind of dude. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But just the Joe Crocker thing. And then Sue Ellen Mischke, obviously the, uh, is Clark she, she's the, uh, no, not Clark's no bra. It's oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry Barr. Okay. Yes. All right. Oh, but now, now you can go, Doug. Okay. Um, you talked Jugdish in Seinfeld that Elaine refers to Jerry as Jugdish, but I was, I was adamant that it came from Animal House. 
meets Ken and Lonnie. Larry. Ken, Lonnie, I'd like you to meet um, Muhammad, uh, Jugdish, Sydney, and Clayton. Now, just from the same the, movie. Sorry, go ahead, Doug. One of those guys was blind, and that's that was Doug Niedermeyer that was introducing them. But the frat president was Greg Marmalard. Yeah, and I have a clip for that. Okay. Greg, is anything happening yet? My arm's kind of tired. I'm sorry, Manny. So what is happening right Just now? Just that thing with the Deltas has me a little hand distracted. Yeah. God knows sure. how they've molested women. And that plays out, and she takes off a rubber glove. Yeah. But uh, Josh Joshua Molina is the guy from Sports Night with a bug up his ass about Mel Gibson directing yes. Lethal Weapon 5. I thought you were talking about Josh Charles. Who's that? He was also in Sports Night and the other show and West Wing. He, the, both of them were in both shows. Oh, how about that? So I had a question for you, Doug. Okay. And you had a very poor quality Seinfeld clip from the Bobka episode last week. Yes. And you said it would come up again, and it never did. No, it came. The, another clip from that episode came up. What was the other the clip puff, from that episode? Oh, the, was it the George, puffy coat? The puffy coat. Okay. Yes. Why were why why were you being shamed, or why were you going to be shamed? Uh, oh, it was it was Jen, my singing. Oh, and she she would have said this to you. Shame, shame, shame. As I walk through the street, or at least my body double does, and they put my CGI face over them. Yes. <laughs> So a little Game of Thrones for you. Um, yes. We say that to our dog when she does something wrong. <laughs> and what does she do? Does she put her head down? Uh, yeah. After she eats shit, we say shame and then she puts her head down. <laughs> we just have to go, uh-oh. I mean, I can walk up to my dog and just go, uh-oh, and he'll go hide under the bed. I can do it with just a look. Yeah. If I if I give Joey just a, not this Joey, um, my Joey, uh, just a look, he will just run away. How do you feel, Joey, about being named after a dog? <laughs> I came first. That's personal. Um, th- there were uh, two car questions from Romancing the Stone. Uh, the first one was the kind the, the kind of car that the kid with the bolos drove. Yes. That was a 1981 glass pack Shelby Cobra replica. Shelby. Oh, I did say Cobra, though, right? Yes. Okay. And the second My one. I had one of those. Really? Yep. Those are awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I'd, I'd rather have Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari. But the second one was the one that Jack and Joan stole. That was Ralph's. And that mm-hmm. was a Renault 4L. Okay. In Columbia at the time, it was the highest selling car in the country and was known as the faithful friend, El Amigo Fiel, in the TV commercials. Ah, all right. Again, I, Joey, let me ask you a question. When you're listening to housekeeping, are there things where you're like, yeah, I don't remember them talking about that? <laughs> uh, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Because it happens to me all the time. I'm like looking at my misery clip, and I'm like, I don't know why. I remember say, saying Don Perignon, um, but I don't know what context I used it. You need a cigarette because you used to smoke, but you quit. I can tell you when you was. finish a book, and you have just one, and the match is to light it, and you need one glass of champagne. Don Perignon. It was because she threw her glass into the fireplace after when she, 
and then her cat food bowl as well after okay. she was done with her book. All right. Okay. okay. Grass. Oh, that's right. Because yes, that was because that would have been tradition after she wrote her book. Correct. Yes. Uh, grasshopper drink. Joey, any clue what's in it? Oh, I was thinking about looking that up when I heard you guys talking about it. And I've had one, but I, I know it's like a, there's some mint and it's possibly thick. There's three parts to it, all equal. Uh, cream de menthe, cream de cacao, cacao, I don't know how to pronounce it, and cream yeah, a- in all equal parts. Uh, mm. Columbia Seems- is not in the Eastern time zone. It is, is it on Columbia Standard Time, which is the same as Eastern Standard Time, except for they do not observe daylight savings. Like Arizona. Yes. Uh, Ruthless People was the movie that we were trying to think of with Danny DeVito, Bette Midler, and Judge Reinhold. Not awful people, horrible people, yes. mean people. <laughs> Ruthless People. And the movie I was thinking about was actually Down and Out in Beverly Hills, which came out, I think, about the same time. Nick Nolte, he was the, or no, uh, he was the bum, and Richard Dreyfus was the wire hanger um, magnet. Magnet? Mag- What's the word I'm thinking of? Come on. I, I know what it is, but I'm not going to get it wrong, too. <laughs> magnet, not With magnet. It, it's very close in pronunciation. Anyway. Uh, magnate. Yeah. Magnate. Yeah, magnate. That's it. Okay. Joey Buttafuoco's young girlfriend was Amy Fisher. And his wife was Mary Jo. Mary Jo Badafuco. Uh yes. Mary Jo Paterno? No idea. Yes. However, Mary Kay Paterno is Joe Paterno's Mary, daughter. <laughs> Mary Kay Paterno, Mary Jo. Okay, yes. Um, the Maltese Falcon, a movie with Humphrey Bogart, about uh, three people were pursuing this and murdering the statue. In the end, the Maltese Falcon ended up being a fake. Right. And that was a, the Maltese Falcon is the MacGuffin of that film. Yes. Uh, when Jack is about to hotwire the car, um, Joan should have said something to him, which no fucking clue where it is on the board, but, um, I don't have it. So never mind. Should have said, uh, are, are you learning yet from T2? Okay. Uh, you would ask me, go ahead. You'd ask me about what James Kirk's middle name was. And I said, Tiberius. And then a couple of weeks ago, maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, you asked me about. Moments in movies that give me chills. Sure. This one does. What is it? It's a boy. A boy? Tell me about it. He's beautiful. I wish you should be here. Impact alert. What are we going to call him? We can name him after your father. Tiberius, you kidding me? No, that's the worst. Let's name him after your dad. Let's call him Jim. That's a terrible it. movie. That's, uh, but that part that beget that opening scene is awesome. Okay. And Joey doesn't care because he's heartless and doesn't like Star Trek. <laughs> uh, I sucks. tried. You tried with Khan. Yeah, it's still my my son checked out, so I haven't finished it. Okay. Uh, Sex Life of College Girls was created by Minda Kaling, who did Mindy. play Kelly Kapoor Mindy. on The Office. Mindy. 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 Did I say yes. Mandy? You said... It is Mindy, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you, we talked about having a bad feeling about this, and mm-hmm. you mentioned The Last Jedi. Yes. Happy Beach here, buddy. Come on. 
Speaking of that and and Rise of Skywalker, did you get the link that I sent you this afternoon? Yes, I have not looked at it yet. It is kind of cool. So, Joey, um, Colin Trevorrow, who has done the last couple of Jurassic Park movies. He did your... He did the first one in the latest trilogy, and he's doing the next one. He, so he did the first one, which was Jurassic World, and he's doing Jurassic World 3, whatever it's being called. He was supposed to do Episode 9, Star, Star Wars Episode 9, and had a script and concept art, and then he got fired. And some guy, I think he's a doctor, went ahead and created a seven-part comic book based on that script and the concept art. It's interesting. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I've read through the scripts, and it is actually interesting. Yeah. Uh, So some similarities that you could see that Abrams stole from that script. Yes. But very different. Okay, the clip I couldn't find is... Are we learning yet? But, ah, uh, see here. West Side Story opened last week, and, it and how opened... did it do? How, how did it do in the theaters? Not great, Bob. <laughs> Ten million its first week on a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, Oof. so not great. Uh, we talked about sequels, possible sequels to uh, Romancing the Stone. A second sequel to Romancing the Stone: The Crimson Eagle. Never made it past development stage. The planned yet unproduced sequel would have seen Jack Colton and his partner Joan Wilder take their two teenage children to Thailand where they would find themselves blackmailed into stealing a priceless statue. Filming was mm. scheduled to begin in 1987 following Douglas's shooting of Wall Street, but the production was de- delayed. DeVito, Douglas, and Turner and DeVito, Douglas, and Turner reunited in the 1989 film War of the Roses. In 2005 and again in 2008, Douglas was working on a second sequel entitled Racing the Monsoon. But in Romancing the Stone, Doug, you talked about cigarettes and yes. specifically Danny DeVito in cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So that popped something in my brain. And I actually looked it up. This is actually from War of the Roses. I got to cut this out. It's going to kill me. I hadn't smoked for 13 years. I kept the last cigarette from my last pack. I said, if I never smoke this one cigarette, I'll never smoke again, period. 13 years I kept that cigarette. I had this little case made for it. 13 years. And then... One Thursday afternoon, Barbara came to see me. And when she left, if I remember correctly, the reason he had to break the cigarette out of the case he had made is because she was giving him an over the pants handy no. <laughs> in his office. Okay. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Do you have anything else for housekeeping? I do not. Okay. I do. I think I need to add a few more voices. You got like 15 there. voices in there now? <laughs> I didn't add any extra ones this week. No singing this week. Not much for harmony, are we? No, no. <laughs> but that's that's all pure talent. There's no mm-hmm. auto-tune there. So there are a ton of them. Most of them are Doug. Okay. But uh, 
I did send you, you one. You are so beautiful to me. You are so beautiful. All right, we hit the point. That one wasn't yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. This one, I think it needs context, but I'm going to play it without it. <laughs> Just Schwarzenegger. That's the one I sent you. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. So you listened to it. Yes, I had to. Oh, I suppose. Play it again. <laughs> do you know what you were doing while no, you made that noise? No, I do not. You are talking about eating a chick out in the Wild West. <laughs> okay. That tracks. That's that's about what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's another Doug one. The precious. precious. Pretty good. Not bad. Another Doug one. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Okay. Is that another Joe Crocker song? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of West Side Story, here's another Doug one. (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) Wow, I've never seen that movie. I just know. Kind of one of those things, you know? That's all I got to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> one or two, I'll give you. We're, we're pretty yeah. good. Uh, this one, I absolutely murdered. I mean, just terrible. She wore a bra as a top. Wearing a bra, no top. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Unfathomable. It's lewd, lascivious, salacious, outrageous. It's not even close. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, this one is actually not supposed to be close. It's just supposed to be in the same vein. I held that uncomfortable stone in my ass <laughs> for six months. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. Two years? Wow. And that, he did not do the walk-in voice. Walk-in no, did not didn't. do the walk-in voice. And then the last one is not good either. Freeze frame, freeze frame. So I'm gonna, I'm still gonna give it to you again this All week. Right. And I usually win anyway. <laughs> Use that as the outro now. There you go. <laughs> the original one, comparing the two of them. So oh, we ne- you never played the exit theme from our Christmas. Oh, sorry about that. Yes. La 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 la. Look at the bells. Look at the bells. Holy crap! Here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. Merry Christmas, everyone. So that wasn't even you at all. <laughs> no, it was not me at all. I just like that clip. What have you been up to? I want you to tell me. Hey man, what the fuck is new? I know you can tell. Now, normally when it's somebody's week, they get to go first, but um, I'm going to go first and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Doug, to give myself Mm -hmm. a minute and then you can turn it over to Joey. Um, So uh, we lost a listener this week. Um, My my dad died on Monday morning at about 2.30 a.m. And uh, that really has been basically what my week has been, um, just kind of dealing with that. 
And a lot of people ask me, you know, have you kind of, where are you? Have you, have you dealt with it yet? And honestly, the way I compare it is I'm kind of, I'm edging with grief. You know, I've mm-hmm. had a couple, you know, pre-tears, but I haven't actually had the full explosion of it yet. And I know it, it's coming at, at some point. I just have not, have not gotten there. And I did put a thing on, on Facebook that just kind of explained some things and I got uh, a lot of responses and things on Facebook, but I got actually got some text messages from people that I never get text messages from. I got a text message from Ear Penis, um, which was really nice. I never get you know a personal text message from him, and that was nice. And last week, I actually got a text message from Joey, and I, I appreciated that. And then I got a text message from Doug. And... I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh, I got a text message from Doug. He's probably, you know, it's probably gonna be something really, really thoughtful. And I look at it. It's like, Hey, can I have that link to the library again? There's a movie I'm looking for. (laughs) I didn't see it on Facebook, man. I it's in, you know, but, uh, we had one of the things that I I've said to people is I, I feel bad for people that have lost parents before because, my reaction or my empathy towards them was not nearly to the level it it should have been because I think it's one of those things until you go through it, you can never understand what it is. And definitely. And uh, so even before he died, we we started some of the stuff with one of the hardest things after somebody dies is you, you have to go through things. And uh, since he was in hospice, in home hospice, we had started cleaning out some of the stuff like from his nightside stand and things like that. And I brought uh, a bag of that stuff home that I'd gone through and so my kids could go through it to see if there's anything that they wanted because one of my kids likes uh, pocket knives and he had a couple of those. So I had to take out all the jack mags <laughs> and <laughs> and just say, hey, go through and and, and take whatever you want. But as as I've been over there several days this week, just going through totes and totes of stuff, it it really struck home for me where all of us are going to die. And at some point, you know, I'm going to die and Jenna's going to be stuck going through the hundred totes of crap I have down in the basement. And in theory, everything that I have in those totes means something to me. There's a reason why I held on to it and I did not throw it out. And that's one of the things is trying to find meaning in the whole thing and looking through different things. But there, there's no reason for me to hold on to a Milwaukee journal news article about photography from 1982, even though I did get a cool um, TV guide from the last episode of mash, which was kind of nice, but that's really my entire thing. So Doug over to you. Well, I'm very sorry for your loss, Matt. Thank you. I knew it was coming. And uh, I had no idea that he had passed when I sent you that, (laughs) you know, I kind of figured that you and I are so close that you would have just sent me a text and said, hey, by the way, you know, my dad passed, but we're still going to do the podcast. That's that's kind of what I was expecting. I thought about it. Um, It was kind of selfish of me to think that that you would go out of your way to text me after you lost your father. But, you know, that's just what I thought. And so when I texted you that. And then I think it was what two hours later. I would just went on Facebook and I was the first thing I saw was that Jen had posted a bunch of pictures and just just said, you know, we love you, 
mm-hmm. uh, pictures of your dad. And I was like, oh, man. So, so then I, you know, scrolled down and then I saw your thing and I texted you as soon as I saw that. So I, I then, thought about it, but I didn't text. I was just I kind of shut down. Mm hmm. But yeah. So uh, from the entire Betamax Rewind staff. <laughs> We would we would like to offer our condolences to you, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fruit basket. So, Yes. Well, you'll be getting something uh, in the next week or so from me. So uh, kind of a pick-me-up thing, but um, uh, you're not going to be able to... Stetson not... box? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> but, but we'll talk about that off air, and uh, I have some plans for that. But uh, Joey and I have had an interesting week, haven't we, Joey? We have. Yes. So... Both of our boys are in the same grade, and the school, uh, as of yesterday, between kids and students, uh, 14% of them, I'm sorry, students and teachers, 14% uh, of the school's population was out with COVID. I think 60 total. We had two different local TV crews doing stories about how bad we are, about how our red community is, is so bad. And there was a school board meeting. That basically just, they decided, we're just going to keep going status quo. We're not going to do virtual learning. They did have to shut down the school yesterday, that particular school, just because between influenza, COVID, and regular days that teachers were going to go take off, they didn't have enough teachers to populate the school. So they had to shut down the school. So our kids head off. My oldest still had school. Um, But I guess my opinion of the the school saying, hey, we're just going to do status quo. I applaud them for that, man. Virus gonna virus. I say let let's run it let it run its course and and do its thing and get it out of the system, out of our community because it's from all accounts, from everybody that I'm hearing, it's like a cold, a bad cold. Um, that they might have a fever and a headache for a day and then it just turns into the sniffles. But one of the most interesting things that I saw was the, these parent groups on Facebook. And the cattiness going back and forth between certain moms. Joey, did you catch up? Did you check that out at all? Uh, my wife told me about it, but I didn't see huh, it myself. Fucking hilarious. I mean, just these moms going back and forth to where all of a sudden one mom, and Joey, you know who she is um, because her husband helped us coach baseball, uh, just came out and said, well, it's not my responsibility to help my neighbor. <laughs> and, I, and I looked at that and I was like, wow, you just put yourself out there as – an uncool person. And, you know, my first thought was, I'm glad I'm not your neighbor. And what happens if you need help? Wow. Very interesting. Um, but then the other thing, uh, and uh, Joey, I'll let you, unless, do you want to make a comment about the school and the COVID and everything else? Uh, well, we, uh, we went to see Louis C.K. in Chicago, like, almost two weeks ago. And uh, stayed with my... Uh, my brother and sister-in-law and a couple days later we get a text from him that he he picked up covid so we had been exposed potentially he was convinced he got it at that show mm-hmm. um so we've been kind of monitoring ourselves and then realized that christmas is going to have to change for that family and my wife's side so we pulled our son on we gave him a half day on thursday and just let's get him out of there and try to have christmas so we don't have to be in quarantine and whatnot. Yeah. So we did that, and then before they even closed on Friday, um, I guess we found out after we'd taken him out of school. 
So just the next three days of school next week, he'll just be at home doing his homework from here so we can hopefully have a semi-normal Christmas. But that's that's really all I have on that. Yeah, I mean, our boys were like, our whole family was in close contact with somebody that was in our house and nobody got sick. Um, It's absolutely amazing. But, you know, we're all, you know, my wife and I and, and both my boys are vaccinated and we all take a lot of vitamins and I feel like our nutrition is good and our, and we exercise and, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now that we avoided it. I mean, we're probably going to get it eventually, but we've, we've been around it so much. Um, and so going forward with that, I decided, I think it was Monday that I was going to make a serious lifestyle change. And no, not Matt, not the one that you're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> but I was getting these horrible chest pains and it turns out it's just gas. It's just eating too many carbs, too much sugar, drinking too much. And then the biggest thing is portion control. And and my biggest problem with portion control is I just eat got too goddamn fast. Have That's either it. one of you ever sat and watched me eat my dinner before? No. Isn't mm, I, portion control. Isn't that like a really good Prince song? I have no idea, but I mean, when <laughs> I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad would heap on adult size servings onto my plate and I, and I, I couldn't leave the table until I had eaten everything on my plate. And he's apologized for that. He's like, oh, I gave you guys too much food. And so I think what my body did is I just trained myself to eat really, really fast so I could eat it all before my body, my brain told my body, Hey, you're full. So now it's just. I inhale my food and it has been giving me these horrible chest pains, these gas pains. Um, so now it's trying to train myself to take a bite, put my fork down, chew 37 times, swallow. And it's amazing. The I'm eating half the food that I was eating and feeling full, but then also keep cutting out as much sugar and carbs as I possibly can and cutting back on drinking. I mean, other than last night, where I had, I think, two really, really weak bourbon and waters with my missus, I hadn't had a drink since I did the podcast last week. And normally it's, I, I take off on Monday night <laughs> and then drink every other night. So, tough, but not tough. Mm-hmm. So, but that's it. See, I thought really you, when you were talking about school, I thought you were going to talk about the TikTok thing. Yeah, uh, the, there was that too. Um you know, my oldest still had to go to school yesterday, and, and I said to him, um, and if anybody's not familiar, you should be, but there were, like, threats on TikTok nationwide that yesterday was going to be national violence in the school day or something. And notices went out to all of our, you know, all the schools in the area. And I think I think the point was kind of missed. I think the biggest point of our school sending something out was for you to have a conversation with your child and say, hey, you can't do this shit. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get go to jail. You're going to get expel, expelled for doing these kinds of threats. I don't really think it was much of a threat. Um, and I, I think the way that some parents presented it to their kids created more anxiety and stress in, in their kids than what was supposed to happen. Like my son knew about it 
And he's like, I'm a little bit worried. I'm like, well, what are you worried about? And he's like, well, this whole TikTok thing. And I'm, I'm like, dude, nothing's going to happen, but I'm going to give you the choice. I'm going to let you decide what you want to do. Um, because we had actually given him the choice of taking off school yesterday because his younger brother was off. And we kind of felt like that's not really fair for one to be off and the other. And he said, no, I, I need to go to school. I can't afford to miss a day, you know? Kudos to him, but when I gave him the chance to decide if he wanted to go to school or not because of the TikTok thing, I said, we can't live in fear. What are you never going to drive a car or ride your bike or go hang out with a bunch of friends at like a football game or go to a movie? Because anything could happen. Or, you know, pick up a hooker in Taiwan. You, you know, you can't avoid life. You just have to live it. Right. And uh, he made the decision to go to school. And I said, you know what? I'm going to text you. Every half hour or so, just checking in. You text me the same, same with mom. And he was fine. And But he said, because over at the the intermediate school, I think they only have four or five kids out with COVID. But he said in some of his classes, half the kids were gone. Half the kids decided to stay home or their parents decided to keep them home. And uh, hey, man, to each their own. You know, you got you to gotta do what's best for the safety of your kid. And, and I'm not going to judge you for that. You're, you know justified in those decisions but um yeah you gotta keep on living life man just kind of like with covid it's just you just gotta fucking truck truck on and virus gonna virus there ain't nothing you can do if you're gonna get it you're gonna get it so l-i-v-i-n that's right so anything else joe e uh no not much just uh offer my sincere condolences to matt and his family thank you I went through the same thing when I did this podcast with you guys last year. Um, it, it was the day before Matt's father passed was a year anniversary of my dad leaving. And uh, it was me doing the podcast with you guys last year. We I, we didn't mention it because I wasn't really comfortable talking about it at the time. But sure. it was definitely a saving grace for me to have something to focus on and, you know, something to just like power through and live life like like Doug was saying. And uh, it, it it was really therapeutic to just have that at that time. So I thank you guys for that, um, just how that all worked out. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's definitely the other thing is when I went back to work, I, I didn't want that to be what everything was about. And I understand you know people care or pretend to care and they're going to ask questions, but I, I tried to kind of just put it out there, talk about it quick and then move on because I don't want every moment that I'm awake, no matter where I am to be about that. And it, it doesn't mean that I don't care. It doesn't mean that at all. It's just a matter of you want other things going on in your life to kind of take your mind off of things. But yeah. on a much lighter note, um, I, I forgot I had an anniversary. It has been just over a year from when we did the podcast, when I came in and announced I'm bald. <laughs> okay. And I have not had a haircut since then. <laughs> really? Yes. All right. But so, you're still rock you're still rocking the big old bald spot in back. I'm I'm I can do the comb over now, man. Can you? I, I yeah. probably could. But I actually I, I did go into my company's office on Thursday and they were having the Christmas party that night and I said, I'm not going to be there. I'm not you, you don't want me there. I'm not I don't want to bring people down. And I said, you're going to have to find somebody else to shave their head for charity this year. So I don't know how that worked. But uh, anything else from anybody before we move on? Nope. Nope. 
That and Doug are at it again Guess that sound and you are awesome What movie will it be from? I really want to know Well, this is Joey's week. Yes. Do you need any kind of intro or should I just play the, the first one? Uh, go ahead. Real leather, Mrs. Lansing. That would cost just $1,742.92. Damn! Doug? No clue. Not a clue. <laughs> I thought maybe you guys would know... Um, just because you have such a, a knowledge of movies, I think you'll know it once the, you hear the reveal, though. Okay. You're seeing things, bitch. You can't live with it. Can't live with the idea that. How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Okay, if I had to guess, it sounded like Christopher Lloyd. It sounded like the chick sounded like Sigourney Weaver. That's not Who Framed Roger Rabbit, is it? No. Okay, I don't know then. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Creep Show Two. Okay, Thanks never for the ride, lady. I've never seen it. Oh shit! Stumped us again. <laughs> I thought you guys would get it. No, I've never seen Creep Show Two. I might have. I, it, it's been a hot minute. So. I've seen Creep Show one. That's the one where the the four kids swim out to the raft. It, that's one of them, right? Yeah, the, with that blob or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's boobs in that. Yeah, that's I, why I remember it. Actually, in the the twelve days of Christmas thing, I I, w- I wanted to go back and redo it, but I was too lazy to do it because there's so many things that I I could have done. Like Hot Minute is one. Uh, oh God. Emancipation is one. Yes. <laughs> and there was a bunch of night sides. There's a bunch of them. But anyway, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely getting thirsty. I'm thirsty. Oh, yeah. Beverage for the show. What fills up Matt and Doug? Beverage for the show. They are thirsty. Back. I'm not a lush like you guys and have 37 drinks and a cooler sitting next to me. <laughs> okay, so Joey, your week, you go first. I am drinking Volatile Elements by Ology Brewing, Brewing Company. It's a hazy India pale ale out of Tallahassee, Florida. Gay hazy. Yes. It's a, <laughs> it's a tall boy. 16-ouncer, and I can't get it open. Well, this happened before. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. And I'm pouring it into a tulip glass. Wait a second. Let's do this. There, huh? I'm not going to make Doug's sound. <laughs> Is that a little gay? Would I do that? There's a word for that, people that don't like it, and I don't remember what it is. Straight? Like no, like a phobia. There's an actual word for that, like that Pe- driving Pe- people nuts. People don't like hearing people chew and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, yeah this, is, this is a great beer. Very tasty. All right. Um, I'm drinking a uh, Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Brewery. Uh, I forgot my, my beer mug, so I'm, I'm going to be drinking it like a Neanderthal. So just right from the can. Savage. You like it Savage. in the can, though. I do like it in the can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not real good. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that, but oh well. Oh, yeah, that was the first beer I had on my 21st birthday. It was one of those. What's a rogue dead guy ale? Yeah, my dad bought me one. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. It's got like a like a guy in a skeleton on, yep. the, on the front. He's wearing a weird hat. And he's holding a beer mug. Yeah, that's their imagery. Okay. Matt? So you guys both um, questioned what I was going to be drinking. And your honestly, ga- you should have known. Your, ga- your, your gas station liquor? Yeah. No, you should have known what I was going to be drinking. Some Mad Dog? No. Well, I think you had a beer last year, so I was no, threw me for a loop. Jen actually knew what it was going to be. So um, I'm having my father's drink. So I'm I'm... For the second time this year. Oh, some Maker's Mark. Yeah, I'm doing a, a shot of, of Maker's in, in honor of my father. So, love you, Dad. I wish you would have told me that because I've got a bottle of Maker's Mark underneath my cabinet. I would have done a shot with you. And for the second week in a row, I'm going to be two shots in before because I'm going to chase that shot with another shot before oh. the movie actually starts. But actually, we just actually run right into the the movie itself. So here we go. This podcast sure is sounding good. Chat with Matt and Doug from my neighborhood. I don't want to spend the holidays dead better to just let him finish shitting bricks or shitting rocks an asshole in his bathrobe drinking Meister Brow Ellen doesn't show her boobs like in the first film but here we go it's Christmas vacation Christmas Vacation was released on December 1st, 1989. It was written by John Hughes, known for his coming-of-age teen comedy films, and directed by Jeremiah S. Chechik. It stars Chevy Chase of I'm Chevy Chase and You're Not Fame as Clark, a.k.a. Sparky, Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen in what is probably her best-known role. The movie also features a young Juliette Lewis as Audrey and Johnny Galecki as Rusty as well as Julia Louis-Dreyfus as I Don't Know Margot and Randy Quaid reprising his role as Uncle Eddie. The movie cost $25 million to make and earned more than $73 million at the box office. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 67 with critics and 86 with audiences. Okay, so did you see this in the theater? I think I saw this with you, Matt. I had... I did not see this in the theater. Okay. So you didn't see this. I, I, I saw this with a friend. I know that. Probably Bob Jansen. Mm, I don't know, man. 
him or Mike Belmont or Scott Newhouse. God rest his soul. What about you, Joey? I did not see this in the theater. Uh, did you guys recognize that song in the background? Yeah, I, I did, but I, I can't place it. It's I think it's, it's from the beginning. It's from the beginning credits, isn't it? It's in the end credits of the first vacation. Oh, that, movie. That, that's what I was going to say. It, it sounded like the end credits of the first vacation. And by the way, by picking Christmas vacation, that removes vacation and more importantly for me, European vacation, out of possibilities. Okay, but now it's time for. Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? I've got three. I have four. Okay, Joey, do you know how to play this game? I I didn't play. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I've got uh, Chevy Chase from Fletch. Correct. E.G. Marshall, who was the president in Superman 2. He plays he plays Ellen's dad. Okay, and then the little girl from Fatal Attraction. Oh, okay. Um, I did. I'm not looking have that at one. her, and I'm like, man, where have I seen her? So, I mean, I kind of cheated, and I looked her up because I'm like, I'm like, we've done a movie with her. Okay. I know we have. Yeah. So that means there's at least five. Okay. Who else you got? Uh, John Randolph, who is Clark's dad. Was in King Kong. Was he the boat captain? Yes. Okay. And then William Hickey. Who what is, was he in? He was in Sea of Love. Oh, that's right. What was he in Sea of Love? Oh, he was Pacino's dad. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shit, man. Okay. So between the two of us, we got five. All uh, right. Maybe we'll check that for next week. But... The movie starts with a cartoon. I I did not remember this at all. I did not either. So it had been quite some time since I'd seen this movie because there's so much dialogue and, and scenes that is just in our lexicon that it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, eh, I'm not going to watch it, you know. Um, so it had been a very long time since I'd watched it from beginning to end. But it sounds like, Joey, you watched this on the reg. This is compared to Die Hard and I can't remember what the third choice Scrooge. was. Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, we watch this every year. Okay. And you guys saw the the picture that I sent of the the shitter's full guy at the mailbox, right? Yes. Yeah. So that is something I drive by on the way to work every day. All right. And I, after Doug sent, uh, I, what was it? It was a wood picture of something. It was, we were in this little community north of us, Christmas shopping, that had all these little Kichikana stores. And I saw that and made my missus hold it up. (laughs) I took a picture of it. But I wanted to get a picture of it, but I didn't want to have to stop or try to take the picture while I was driving. So I pulled into the driveway. Oh. And I went up and I knocked on the door. Dog starts going crazy. Nobody's coming. Knock again. And I see someone shuffling around in the background. And eventually they come up to the door and I, I just wanted to say, hey, can I take a picture of your mailbox? And she would not open the door and she looks scared. <laughs> well, that's kind of weird, man. Just pull into the driveway, take the picture, get back in your car and leave. I was trying I to know. be 
I don't know why nice you would ask the whole thing. But that's that, that's not nice. That's weird. No. Then you end up on next door. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, smoke show though. The so, lady was. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I she was prop- like 22, 23. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. You you coming knocking on her door? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> well, I, ma- I would be afraid too. <laughs> I had a mask on, and you have to understand without the beard, I look twenty years younger. Sure, you keep telling yourself that. That's what Jen says. But okay, so the She's, cartoon is going on. Yes, Santa's getting into all kinds of trouble. He's he's got a list with the Griswold name on there, and then. Uh, he's trying to deliver presents, and he's chased by a runaway snowman, shocked by the lights, breaks the chim chimney, right? <laughs> That's how you say it, chimney. Um, with the you know the has to drag the bag down, butt gets lit on fire. Ha ha ha! Hilarity ensues. Yeah, the the cartoon at the beginning was a little disconcerting. I, I was actually a little concerned. <laughs> I remember at one point you telling me this was years ago that the only movie that you knew of that was successful that had animation in the beginning was? Well, Pink Panther films. Well, City Slickers. Okay, okay. I I remember that quote coming from you. I don't, so, but it doesn't. Okay. So the cartoon section ends, and this is not a long film. It's not a short film, but it's not a long film. Mm-hmm. And we get our first live action view, and... What is it that the the Griswolds are driving? Is that a Ford Taurus station wagon? Yeah, it's it's, it's a grocery yeah. getter. Yes, but it's not just a station wagon. It just like the one from the first vacation film. What does the station wagon have on the sides? Oh, wood paneling. Yeah, it's got the wood paneling, like the family truckster. And I I don't I remember Ford Taurus was was one of the best selling cars of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the cop car in RoboCop, but yes, I do not remember ever seeing a station wagon version of the Taurus that had wood paneling. I'm thinking this was a custom thing, perhaps. But so Clark Clark is singing Christmas carols uh, with Ellen, and the kids, of course, are groaning in the back. Like they are, they are kind of at that age where they do not want to be involved in that sort of thing anymore. Right. I, I, a lot of kids never, ever want to be involved at that point. But Beverly D'Angelo, hot or not? Not now. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> at the I think point the last, of this film. The last thing that I saw her in was American History X. Did she get curb stomped? She did not. But she was, I think she was dying of lung cancer. Okay. But at, at this point high. in this film. Yeah, at so this, would I. Eh, Okay. I mean, she's got big cans. Yeah, well, that doesn't hurt. No. But, and this is the third of, I believe, four true vacation films. There's some, uh, what I call ancillary properties. Is there a Christmas Vacation too, just with Cousin Eddie? Yes, yep. I believe so. Okay. that That's kind of, that's in the same vein as American Pie, The Naked Mile. Right. The sure. direct-to-video or direct-to-redbox or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, I watched that trailer this morning. It was not good. No. <laughs> Of the four, so there's vacation, European vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation. Mm-hmm. Where would you place them? This is number two. I haven't. I've only seen European vacation once, maybe twice, and Vegas vacation. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Okay, Joey, Vegas vacation is not terrible. 
Um, but I, I'd go this. Uh, I'd go either this or the first vacation first. I, it's kind of a toss up, but definitely European vacation last. Okay. I would say European vacation first. Hmm. Uh, the first one second. You're just trying to be edgy? No, yes, Vegas third. <laughs> and this one last. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. But oh, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt is a curmudgeon, right, Joey? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the word that you came up for him, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Calling out Joey, but yeah, you're a curmudgeon, yeah. Matt. You got to understand the context of the week, and uh, also it is tough to get into the holiday spirit right I, now. I got, I, I understand, I get it. I got a lot of work I got to do on this shit, so I just, <laughs> I, I need my things, and I expect them in a certain way. And Doug has learned that he has to deal with me. So for anybody that's coming in from the outside, it might seem a little bit pushy and i get that i accept that but Mm -hmm. um the daughter now she is and there's a different son and a different daughter in each of the four films right Mm -hmm. but but the daughter in this one is juliette lewis who i say is best known for what uh cape fear or um old school okay what would you say joey was um was there a, a title with California in it? A Californication? No, no. just California. Oh, yeah, Brad with Pitt. a K. With a K, yeah. Yes, Brad Pitt's that's, in that. Yeah, that's what I think of. See, David I, is da- David... Du- no, is David Duchovny in California? No, he's in Californication. I mm-hmm. know that, but there's a chick from... Who's the chick with the fucked up nose in the Star Trek Next Generation that, that bangs Riker when... Oh, in the, the episode I talk about every yeah. third episode, yeah. yes. Yeah, she's uh, in that, and you get you catch a you catch a side, um, uh, silhouette of her bush. <laughs> Does that count, Doug? I remember why. Why I remember that? I have no idea. Does that count? Because uh, you have weird rules for what actually constitutes. Yeah, no, nudity. that does that that does not count. Joey, okay, help me out here. Does see through shirt? Does that count as nudity? If you can see the nipple, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it, and especially if it's mesh. Yes. What about like Jennifer Aniston on Friends pokies? No, no that does not count. That doesn't count because yeah, I agree. You, you can't see the color. And but, silhouette does not count. Uh, Bush is tough yeah. in more ways than one. But um, sure. okay, anyway. And then Rusty, this is the thing that surprised me is in my notes it says Rusty is no one. Could not be more wrong about that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's. Uh, he is fucking rich as hell. <laughs> he sure is probably he is. the most successful person in this cast. Yeah, he went to um, Oak Park High School with my brother-in-law. Josh? Uh, other one. Okay, I haven't met the other one. But he, um, Galicki, he was on Roseanne, mm-hmm. but he really made his bones as part of the main cast of Big Bang Theory. Sure. So, Which I've never, I've never watched an episode of that. Me either. So... Big Bang Theory was done by the same guy who did Two and a Half Men... And uh, the how oh, I met your mother. No, the show about the the drunk mom. It's actually I think called Mom. Okay, but I can't yeah. remember his name. But uh, Two and a Half Men. From I know Doug isn't familiar with it, but are you familiar with Two and a Half Men, Joey? I've seen it on. I don't. I've never really watched it. All right. So there's there's two brothers, Tiger Blood. Yeah, that's one of them, and mm-hmm. he is a jingle writer. But he's super successful, and, and he he like scores lots of trim. And then there is his brother, who is Ducky. a chiropractor, uh, John Cryer, kind mm-hmm. of a geeky guy. Ducky, yeah, Ducky, exactly. 
And my dad loved Two and a Half Men. And he said the two characters on Two and a Half Men reminded him of his two sons. <laughs> which one are you? I'm I'm the Charlie Sheen character, but I don't know which one is actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, he respected the fact that I slayed a lot of trim. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but uh, back to the movie. Audrey is kind of being a bitch here. But what what is the point of what they're doing? What are they doing right now? They are taking the family truckster to go get a Christmas tree. But they're not going to a lot. No. Where are they going? going? They're going to a cut your own. So, (laughs) Joey, do you have a real tree or a fake one? Uh, Fake. Yeah. We've rocked a fake tree for 15 years. Yeah. If I can touch it, it's real. (laughs) <laughs> did, did i didn't i forgot to ask i'm assuming we got no feedback right doug no none yeah i, I don't think jen's gotten through the last podcast but i i said doug said no on the second tree <laughs> and, and doug <laughs> controls shit in my house so <laughs> but uh, a truck is coming up hot on them seriously ta- tailgating and what what is there one, maybe one sec back yeah. as someone who lived in chicagoland for 16 years does that look at all like Chicago to you? No, there's some pretty big mountains there, aren't there? That's <laughs> that's Breckenridge. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, we'll get to it in a second, but uh, the truck is coming up on them and this is just a, a pickup truck. It's and, some hillbillies. It's a definitely Billy Bob truck. But w- what are they? A foot, 2 feet? Yeah. That is stunt driving tailgating at that point. Sure. Yeah. You can read the Dodge. And Clark is not taking any shit and he flips him off and the other car comes around or excuse me, the truck comes around and brake checks them. Mm-hmm. And then he passes them. And then behind him is now both the pickup truck and then something else. What is the other thing that's behind the pickup truck? Lumber truck. Yeah. It, I've never seen a truck like this that has the separation where the height is large enough to actually get a full-size car underneath it. Yeah, I definitely don't think you would see that in Illinois either. Well, it, no. you know, Illinois is a big lumber state. Sure. <laughs> but they, they get passed again by the assholes in the truck. And Clark isn't paying attention and ends up underneath the semi that is hauling. I think it's just a single log, or is it multiple logs? It's multiple logs. But under the truck, Clark's is white-knuckling it. And Ellen is praying, and she's talking shit about Clark to God. Mm-hmm. She says, an our father, right? I, I think so. And Our father, and forgive my husband, who is an idiot, or, or something along those lines. But Clark pulls out, and they jump off the road and through a Christmas tree sign. And the kids go ass over tea kettle, and they end up in the front seat. And in the next shot, not, not the next day, not the next day. The next shot. Where are they? They are in the frozen tundra, and Clark turns to his family and says this. There isn't enough life on this ice cube to fill a space cruiser. <laughs> okay, that's not the clip I thought it was going to be. <laughs> what did you think it was? Oh, the, the frozen tundra. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, the NFL nice. films one. Yes. So, but yeah, they, they come. I mean, it's Audrey's. I can't feel my feet, Dad. Um, they're walking through what three feet of snow to get to this tree and they finally come to this tree and it's all angelic lights and it's oh and Clark is very impressed with this tree and uh, he and Rusty have this conversation 
Griswold family Christmas tree. Isn't it a little big? It's not big, it's just full. Dad, that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. Not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. All right, quick question here. Yeah. Joey, you said that you lived in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Why? Just curious. Uh, Job I, joined, or? I, I was living in Milwaukee and joined a Chicago band. And um, as I was living in Milwaukee and in the band, I met my my missus, as it were. And she lived in Chicago, too. So it just made sense to move down there. So how'd you so get we, her to move to Wisconsin? Well, we she she had a dance studio down there. And polar tap. <laughs> um, so that, I played in that. Band. I'm just mo- moving on. Um, no. Um, so it was, you know, jazz, tap, ballet, all that stuff. And they had just started it. And I, so I moved down there, lived in Chicago itself for five or six years. And then we moved in together in Lake, uh, Lake Bluff. And then we bought a home in Gurney. Oh, wow. And it was always okay. our intent to, if we had a kid, that we would get back to Wisconsin. We're both from here. And uh, yeah, so eventually we did that. Um, it's been four and a half years now. Okay. okay. I just, I, I didn't know that. And, you know, just context for any listeners here, Doug and Joey are neighbors. I've never actually met Joey. The only time we've talked before has been on the podcast a year ago. So right, yes. And the way I the way I'm positioned, Joey is to the rear of me, and it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm in the court, baby. Uh huh. Oh, okay. You're talking about. Oh yeah, I thought you're talking about something. With the way <laughs> I'm sitting, the way literally the way I'm sitting at my bar right now, my rear end is facing Joey. <laughs> well, you know, it's normal. Um, but. Aubrey, Audrey, sorry. I'm going to keep on saying Aubrey, and there's a reason why, but it's not important. But Is it a porn star that you like? No, it's actually someone who won Survivor. <laughs> oh, oh good. But yeah. Audrey looks like she is frozen to death. Yes, and Ellen asks, Clark, did you bring a saw? No, well, even and before then the... that, even before that, did, did he have a stroke or something? Why? He's talking with a lisp or some kind of affectation here for no reason. I guess I didn't notice that. With the this tree is a thimble of the Grithwald family Christmas. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he he forgot a saw, and the next shot we see is they're driving down the road, and the tree is over the length of the car, and apparently yes. it was pulled out, including By the Clark. roots. Yes, like Clark had super superhuman strength, and he pulled out the root ball and all. No, I was thinking that they drove the family trucks are out there, which there's no fucking way that was going to no. happen. You no. can't do that in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're at home and when is it? Uh, it's not the next day. Okay. It's that night. Because a yuppie couple pull up and it's Todd and Margot and Julia Louis Dreyfus. Dreyfus? Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Dreyfus mm-hmm. is is Margot and Todd is a no name guy that I've never seen before. It seems like he's worked a lot, but I, I didn't. I've never I seen did not. Anything. I did not recognize him from anything. Okay. So, but Clark comes out and he's got the uh, Jason Voorhees. 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 Thank you. A mask and a and a chainsaw, and uh, Todd says this. Hey Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? 
Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. So, so what are the neighbors' names? Todd and Margot. Chester. It's not my mother, Todd. <laughs> Just pulled a bunch of Todd clips. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Todd the equivalent of Karen these days, or is it Kevin? Uh, like, he's a real Todd? Like, oh, she's a real Karen? I, I don't say... I, I wouldn't see Todd in that respect. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm out of touch. I'm old. But I, I wouldn't say Todd. It would be the same as a Karen. No one okay. names their kid Todd anymore. No. No, they certainly do not. But Julia Louise Dreyfus, fucking hot in this yeah, film. Yeah, she looks, she looks mm-hmm. good. She looks just amazing. And he... They, he's gotten the, the tree inside, and it's all roped up. What do you call that when you bind it? Probably binding the tree. Yeah, I would say binding. But yeah, he cuts the rope, and the tree breaks a shitload of windows. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, what does he get all over himself? Sap. A bunch of tree jizz. <laughs> and in, in the next scene, he's in bed with Ellen, and he's trying to read a magazine, and the pages are sticking to his hands due to the sap. And right. she, she has some. You know what? who's on the cover of that People magazine? No, is that the director or yeah. the producer or the yeah, producer the director Chechik? Okay, has he directed she, anything else? I don't know. Crickets. Okay. But what? she tell she informs him that her parents are coming for Christmas and he is like the coolest husband ever because he's like, Hey, that's great. Excellent. I want the family here. I'm excited about it. And then she, she, she informs him that, uh, you know, her, his mother is going to rip, is going to rip on them. And her mother's going to rip on Stop. his parents. Stop. Oh, you've Just, got a clip. Yeah. That's why I send you <laughs> the things, but <laughs> I had a lot going on this week, man. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was an exchange we had earlier. Where it's like, yeah, well, I, I'm I'm busier than that. It's like, yeah, because I got nothing going on this week. But got a lot of, poker, got a lot of pokers in the fire. <laughs> but Ellen brings up how hard it will be to have all of them in the house. Christmas is about resolving differences and seeing through the petty problems of family life. Yeah, and it's about my mother accusing your mother of buying cheap hot dogs, and your mother accusing my mother of waxing her upper lip, and. Then they don't speak Your mother to waxes other. her upper lip? She has for years. <laughs> Doesn't show. I don't know, Sparky. I just have this feeling Ellen, that it's not gonna... I want to have Christmas here in our house. It means a lot to me. All my life I've wanted to have a big family Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just that I know how you build things up in your mind, Sparky. You set standards that no family event can ever live up to. Okay, a couple of things here. Uh, first of all, at the top end of that, they, they talk about cheap hot dogs. And Doug and I have talked about this. But Joey, are there any things, any items that you refuse to go generic on? Wow. Well, hot dogs would definitely be like more of a Hebrew national thing. I'm not going to go generic on those. Uh, boy. Condoms. <laughs> what are those? What those are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, not necessarily. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go with what has the the best ingredients. I guess. Do you do? Do you do generic ketchup? No. Okay. So we we buy the Aldi ketchup, and 
I couldn't tell the difference, man. If you put Heinz or Hunts in front of me. Now, every every year when we go up to the Shangri-La, and are, are you going this year, Joey? Or actually next year, Joey? I'm game. So if, if you do go up there, we will actually do a full podcast because I expect you to actually be able to sit in, like unlike those pussies that are up there normally. <laughs> but every year... Because of my situation where I fly in, I'm a little bit more limited with what I can bring up to the Shangri-La. So everything I get, we buy at Viking. Viking is the grocery store that's on the way up there. We and, always do, Matt, between Matt and I, it's our responsibility to buy the burgers, the buns, the cheese, the bacon, and the ketchup, right? Yes. And also mustard. And one of the things every year I'm looking at, you have the uh, the generic mustard and then you have the French's mustard, and it's ten cents difference. <laughs> it's like, do I want to buddy fuck people for ten cents? I think you're the only one that puts mustard on their on their hamburger that that's up there. It's it's on my list though. Is it? No, it, I never put mustard on the list. Ketchup. Oh well, maybe it's ketchup. But okay, whatever yes. the generic ketchup is. The other thing is, she calls him Sparky, and, and you reference this a, a lot along with a lot of other things that will come up throughout this podcast of things that happen, but. She calls him Sparky, and she calls him Sparky throughout at least three of the four films. I don't know about Vegas Vacation. Does your missus, or whatever you refer to yours as, Joey, because figuring you're not from the 60s, um, does she have a nickname for you? Um, Babe or Pooks. Doug? What about, what about, what about you, Matt? Oh, uh, no, not at all. No. Um... When the children are around, I'm referred to as daddy. <laughs> and it won't even be like, hey, um, you know, go bring this to your daddy. It is, uh, daddy, can you help in the kitchen, please? I'm like, really? <laughs> the fuck? So, I, Joey, I, I, I cannot remember, and I apologize. You, you have kids, right? One. Okay, how old? Approximately uh, one of Doug's ages, right? So younger, elementary school or middle school. He's eight, and okay. uh, apparently Doug's and my sons are are uh, they're both on a chat right now. <laughs> are they? They That's they're what... they're they're big into Roblox. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tra- Deb, are you familiar with Roblox, or do you just kind of be like, just go do it? I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. I'm aware of it, and I know who he plays with on it, and it's it's pretty harmless. So they have fun. It is. They trade shit. They, you know, St. Nick brought them $10 Roblox cards that they can buy, like, animals that they can ride around in on their little world. But they'll be like, oh, I, Dad, I got it. I'm just like, dude, I don't care. I, I don't want to <laughs> hear about this. Yeah. No, I, I got that. So uh, my my kids are 18 and 16. And last night, the 16-year-old came up, and we were watching TV. And the the TV had a sex scene on. <laughs> so he kind of pushed the door open and he heard it. He's like, oh, oh, come back. <laughs> like, no, don't worry. Come in. It's fine. Yeah. Otherwise the door yeah. would be locked. Yes. Never. I've never had our kids walk in on us. I walked in on my parents a couple of times. Uh, I've heard, I heard my dad banging trim above me a lot. That's not the kid. same thing, though. No, uh, but I mean, you know, when you hear your dad's vinegar shots, <laughs> Jesus, not great, man. 
Macerate. No, what what, uh, what, do, what do they call it in um in the league? The vinegar shot. Is it, is it the vinegar shot? Yes. <laughs> the, the face. The... Yes. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, my kids have never walked in on me. No. Um, we've heard kids wake up and we've had to stop. But that's it. How about you, Joey? Never been walked in on. I did hear some stuff when I was a kid. Not a kid, but a teen. I was downstairs at my parents' house talking to a girl, and I started to hear the uh, bed creaking above me and was completely freaked out and just grossed out. Okay. And I remember telling this girl, I'm like, I think my parents are fucking. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just moved and just pretended, you know, one of those, like, cover your ears and sing. Sure. No, with my my youngest is my youngest is a smart ass like me. And he he knows everything. He knows better than me and all that stuff. And every now and then we're we'll get into like this back and forth. And I've used a yeah, well, I fuck your mother. It's <laughs> a mic drop on him. <laughs> Jesus. And I, granted, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a terrible person. So <laughs> But the, the last thing before we move on is there's something that Clark is doing in this scene that bothers me. And we've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast. And by the way, I looked for a, hey, we've talked about this before in the podcast, and I have not found a famous clip that actually fills that bill. But what is Clark wearing in this podcast or in this podcast, in this movie? Is he a button up pajamas? He's wearing yeah. PJs. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Lots of dudes wear PJs, man. Really? What do you wear, Joey? Uh, shorts in the summer, and I wear pajamas when it's cold, and just just like bottoms, and then a t-shirt. Okay. I sleep yeah. in drawers. That's it. Boxer shorts and a and a t-shirt. I'm I used to wear just boxer shorts, but I'm so oily that uh, apparently I was staining the mattress cover <laughs> through the sheets. So I was told I was told that I needed to wear a T-shirt. I wear a ba- banana hammock varnish. thong, and that's it. <laughs> that's comfortable. Yeah. That seems comfortable. But uh, Clark kisses her goodnight, and her hair sticks to him, as does the lamp. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit too slapsticky. This movie is filled with sight gags. But now it is actually... The next day. But, well, do we know if it's the next day? Because, well, it's, it's, kind of, it's at least another day because it's not that day. We're it's told December 14th. Se- yes. We're told several times in this movie when an, a door is opened on the advent calendar that it's December 14th. In downtown Chicago. Well, and Joey, is- you, uh, Joy, do you guys do an advent calendar? Have you done the Lego ones? Yep. Doing it right now. Which one? Star Wars or Harry S- Potter? I bought a Star Wars, and his grandma bought a Harry Potter, so we're going to do the Harry Potter one in January. Okay. We did Star Wars last year, and I mean, all of the, I, mean, I think, what are they, 35 bucks? Yeah. And it's all those pieces, with the exception of the minifigs, uh, just are all the little ships and everything, and the the uh, the Hoth shield generator that's all ended up in just like the monster bin of Legos that we have. Ours are all still together. From we've this is probably the fourth year we've done this. Okay, the weapons racks are terrible, but the weapons racks. Yeah, there's maybe like three or four days of the month where there's just a weapons rack for a, a minifig. Mm. Like there's one this on this current one with a uh, a uh, 
the the sand people we got a minifig of him and then the next day there was a weapons rack and it was just like pretty dumb okay yeah but it's it's still cool i oh, think there's mm-hmm. a lot of mandalorian this year oh i bet i think yeah. we did a a star wars one for one of our kids one year i actually thought about they have a sex toy advent calendars <laughs> of course they do i thought about it but they were fucking super expensive they were like four hundred dollars well i bet and i was like eh. that's like three percent of your sex toy budget man <laughs> hey all that stuff it's got to be put in 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 the books at the beginning of the year it's got to be budgeted in yeah but uh did you see what he what clark was drinking out of <laughs> mark that down I pull that clip. yes what, I was surprised it was not a Wally World mug. Well, there, that comes up later. But, of course it does, but I was kind of surprised. So uh, Tasmanian Devil, which is a Warner Brothers cartoon, mm-hmm. Vacation Series is a Warner Brothers property, so it's all mm-hmm. kind of tied together. But we, we find out that Clark might actually be up for an award. And why is it that he might be up for an award? Well, he created a new product. What's that new thing you got over there at Food and Drug? Oh, the crunch enhancer? Yeah, it's a non-nutritive cereal varnish. It's semi-permeable. It's not osmotic. What it does is it coats and seals the flake, prevents the milk from penetrating it. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful product. I like it, yeah. Okay, Doug, this is where, if I was saying that, you would say what? Nerd! There you go. <laughs> Food varnish. <laughs> but that's, he- uh, that's the guy from Friends. Bill is the guy that uh, spanks Chandler at work. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, him. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so are Christmas bonuses still a thing? Obviously, Joey, you wouldn't know. Annual because bonuses. Because you're self-employed. Not I, Christmas I'd, bonuses, but annual bonuses, sure. For some companies, yep. What is it, like 5% of your salary? It depends. Or? It depends on what your role is. I don't get one. Um, okay. I know I Jen gets one, but it, it's based on how far up the company you are. Okay. Like when my missus was working, she got quarterly bonuses based on, obviously, meeting goals. Um, and those were always really nice checks to get because they, they would just be auto deposited. And all of a sudden I'd be going through our banking and it's like, oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. A little something, something extra. Daddy's getting a new with. Lego set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what does Clark want to use his bonus for? A pool. Yeah. He wants to put in a pool. And this is, uh, so Chevy Chase came up through Saturday Night Live. I don't know if he was ever part of SCTV or not. I don't think so. But who is it that walks in that is the big boss? Well, first of all, he states to this to his coworker that he's talking to that he's put down $7500 as a deposit. Sure. And this guy says, "Clark, you are a last last of the true family men." And honestly, Clark is both a great person and a terrible mm. person at the same time. Sure. So, but yeah, but the guy that walks in—that's Bill Murray's dad, right? Uh brother, brother. brother. Okay, yes. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, and he's got because he's got another one. His other brother is in Scrooge, right? As his brother. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure his younger brother plays his younger brother in Scrooge. But I Brian think... Doyle Murray, who's in this, is the the head of all the caddies in Caddyshack. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. He's in Scrooge as well. All right. But Joe, you mentioned Friends. Mm-hmm. And so right before 
this podcast started and actually up until after we, we were like half an hour in, we had people at my house and my sister-in-law was talking about how an episode of friends actually taught her a life lesson. And she had been, it was an episode where they said something about a dog getting sent to the farm. And that was when Rachel found out that her dog actually had been put down. And that was when my sister-in-law in real life actually figured out that being sent to the farm for a dog meant that a dog was put down. And I told my sister-in-law, you realize the the reason they put that in that was for two reasons. Number one, it was to show how unworldly Rachel was. And number two, to show how pants on head retarded she was. Okay. For not actually understanding that. For both of you. Yeah. Fuck Mary, fuck Mary or kill Phoebe, Rachel, or Monica. Oh, that's or, tough. Or both. Come on. You can do it. Um. Okay. I'm going to fuck Phoebe. <laughs> okay. Just because she's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to marry Rachel, and I'm going to kill Monica. All right. Joey? Uh, fuck Monica, marry <sighs> Rachel, and kill Phoebe. Oh, See, I would kill. I'd kill Phoebe. Uh, I'd fuck Rachel, and then I'd marry Monica. Cooking, cleaning, having everything organized. Yeah, yeah. High maintenance. No, Rachel's high maintenance. <sighs> they both are. Anal retentive. Yeah. No, I already. You, I already live with the. I already live with the Monica. <laughs> so I, I'm used to it. Have you ever had? The, have you ever fucked a truly insane woman? Yes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. And I know a couple of other guys who have fucked that same one, and we've had sidebar conversations, and we all came to the same conclusion. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun in the moment. Oh, sure it was, man. She was she was a great role in the hay until she turned crazy, and it was kind of one of those That's things. That's why you fuck them. That's why you don't marry them. It was like the fifth or sixth date, and then you fuck them a couple of times, and then they just go off the rails, and it's like, I'm out, man. I'm out. As fun as this is. I'm out. I know, Doug, you're 49 or 48. Sorry. Yes. Almost 49. Yeah. Joey, how old are you? 46. Okay. So uh, relatively in the same sphere. Yep, Miss, we Mrs. Dies. We around the same time. You're Wait, dating. What? Your co- what? Oh, we were just all, we were all in high school around the same time. Okay. Yeah. Mrs. Dies. You're, you're dating. Mm-hmm. How many dates in before it's like okay yeah i'm out if if i'm not fucking her jesus i don't think i would put a date limit on it i think i would put a time limit on it and i would say in minutes no i mean it's you know i I mean you're, you're probably dating somebody roughly in your same age range right sure yes or a couple years younger or even maybe a year or two Older, I'm hoping for the younger. Um, Older has I th- its I mean, benefits. I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I would say if after two months you're not fucking two months. Ooh, damn! I'm fifty. I'm half a century old. I don't have time to waste. <laughs> you don't have time to waste. All right, Joey. 
Yeah, that's but, uh, that's definitely but, uh, something about losing losing my dad is I got a pretty good grasp of my own mortality, so two months is totally not going to happen. All right. Okay, but anyway, so like second date, you you're are you expecting a hand job in the car on the way home after day two? I'm hoping not for a hand job at all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no one gives you a better hand job than yourself, anyway, right? That's no, true. that's that, not true. That is not no? true at all. I know. I decide. No, I agree with Joey. No, there's there's one girl. <laughs> Joey gives the best hand jobs. <laughs> there's one girl. I, I swear. I, I think it was because I. I was the first cock she stroked. <laughs> that okay. For any other guy, it would not work. But because it was just me, that was like her sphere of experience. She knew what to do. Exactly. Right. Could do ever, it way better ever, than me. Have you ever used the line, uh, I've never come from a hand job or I've never come from a blow job? No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. My first hand job was, it was like her fingertips. It was her first and my first and her fingertips were down in like a fork kind of yes! thing. And she, she thought it was really sexy and I was like, what the fuck is she doing? No, the upside like down was, one is fucked. Have you ever done had that? Where they're like, instead of like you're holding a cup, it's you're, the hand's upside down and then it comes up and it kind of cranks at the end. It's awful. Okay. <laughs> I've had some bad head jobs. That's when you yeah. ask for the Gluck Gluck 9000. <laughs> <laughs> the Look it up if you don't know. Do you have a flashlight? <laughs> I do not. Uh, no, I'm saying, like you're saying to the girl, uh, do you have a flashlight you could use, please? Okay, should we get back to the movie? We, <laughs> yeah, so... We have, uh, we have um, really straight off. But Brian Doyle Murray's character, who's the boss, he's giving a speech, mm-hmm. and he wants a layman's explanation about what Clark's invention is so he can mention it. And then Clark says something to him about being touched by a Christmas card he got from Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray's character. Yes, and his his subordinates like it's the corporate card, sir, like Smithers. <laughs> and all of the suits start filing in the boardroom past Clark. Don't forget that report, Bill. All right, kiss, kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. So the Happy Hanukkah thing, could they do that today? Sure. Yeah. You think not? so? It's you know what? It's there's there's nothing wrong with saying Jew or Jewish. Eh, I don't know. I I it, I mean if if it's someone that stereotypically looks like somebody of that particular religion. Well, yes, if they've yes, if they've got, you know, the nose and the hair and whatever else that is supposed to be a stereotype of a Jew. I think I saw a movie one time where these you know Nazi youths were in a classroom and uh, a Jewish boy had infiltrated their ranks and the the instructor was had pictures of stereotypical Jews on the chalkboard and he brought the Jewish kid up and he said look he is a German he's he has nothing Jewish in him so Jojo Rabbit no it was it's a German movie and I can't remember the name of it but it's a great movie it's not Jojo Rabbit though um. But the next day, the next day, they're yes. at Grand Avenue. Is yeah. Grand Avenue even still a thing? South? No. Northridge is gone. Yeah, North Grand Ridge Avenue is gone. gone. Southridge just claimed bankruptcy. So, you know, Mayfair and Brookfield Square are pretty much it. Or Amazon, which is how I choose to do my shopping. <laughs> yeah. But have you, ever, have you walked into a mall lately? It's sad. It's super sad walking through a mall. You, you know the last time I walked into a mall was? 
I don't know. When was, was, year when was the last? Okay. And I met one of my heroes. Ron Jeremy? Screech. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and nobody else was there to see him, so I talked to him for quite a while. Okay. And then he died. Yeah. I, we broke the fact he had cancer on this podcast. Yes, we did. We scooped TMZ. My uh, sister met Paul McCartney in a mall in Milwaukee when he was uh, married to that Heather Mills. Yes. Okay. She the one that hit, was missing yes. a leg? Yes. Stumpy. Yeah. I have to actually go to Mayfair this week to buy a gift card for my niece. Okay. Haven't been Caref- there in years. Careful of your car. Apparently there's lots of car thefts going on. Well, right I don't now. have a Kia or a Hyundai, so I'm good. <laughs> Somebody yeah. listens to the podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but what what is Clark looking at at the mall? Uh, he's at the underwear cat counter. Yeah, he's looking at panties and... Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this in my notes, clip. yeah, it says a, a woman with big tits is is the salesperson. Was there ever a counter for this? Yeah, there is. Okay. Is there for panties? There's a panty counter? Uh, yeah, lingerie. Yeah. Okay. Can I show you something? Oh. I was just uh, smelling, smiling. I was just blouse browsing. <laughs> For your wife or your girlfriend? What? What happened? Woof! I guess it wouldn't be any... (laughs) Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Harder than they are. Woof, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out? Yes. It is it's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what am I saying? Nipple? <laughs> oh, there is a nip in the air, though. Can I take something out for you? <laughs> I was just... Uh, I was just looking at something for my wife. God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, she's not dead. Yeah, we're just divorced. She's history. And obviously she doesn't wear underwear. And there are plenty of shopping days left until adultery's adulthood, which is to say Christmas as a mule, mule log. Not a log. I don't have a log, but I mean, you know, just, if I had a log, not in the sense that you think I said I did. <laughs> oh, good golly. Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Oh shit! So her her name is Mary, but well, I expected that to be after the fact. But I, you know what time it is? Is it time to go to the lobby? I think so. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Normally, when I go to the lobby, I pee, but I had to poop. And, um, Joey, were you in the stall next to me tapping my foot? No, this isn't Brookfield Square. <laughs> okay. Well, I got my cock sucked in the lobby <laughs> I was worth. But that's, glory hole? <laughs> glory hole. Then wrong with you, you just got to watch out for those edges. Yeah, could you, uh, could you fear, feel a stubble on the other side? <laughs> Ooh. Every Surprise. hole is female. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. But, so, uh, but okay, so we're, you know, Mary is uh, the gal, and she is quite fetching. She's her got face a, is a little, eh. 
She's got a nice set of cans. Yeah. No, but her and, face was a little. <sighs> yeah. Okay. But Rusty shows up. Yes. And he sees his dad talking lingerie and panties and Mary shows her hip. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, that got me. Did it? Yeah. I, I love the high hip. I, I oh. love the high hip. All right. But that's eighties. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh no. Uh, is it, is it roadhouse with like the super, like super high thong panties? Oh, yes. Yeah. But now it's the next day and <laughs> that's when pain they, don't hurt. <laughs> they are at, they're at the house and we hear the pain doorbell ring. And how many times does the doorbell ring? Uh, nobody's answering it. But how many Russ times? Is, Russ is watching a wonderful. It's a Wonderful Life, I believe. Yes. It rings four times. And each time, the ring sounds more and more ominous. Because who and who's at the door? It's uh, the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. And Frank Costanza. What? The yep. original? John, John Randolph was the original Frank The original Frank Costanza. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. But uh, we find out that Ellen's mom has something. What does Ellen's mom have? They're, they're all talking of their ailments. Not, all four not stare, but hem. Hemorrhoids. Yeah, there you go. She's, she's got piles. Yeah. And but Clark's, Clark's mom goes to Rusty. Did I pull a clip for this? Yeah, just a second, though. That, that comes up in just a second. Aubrey says that they are not sleeping in her room. Mm-hmm. And and then the grandma says that Audrey, <laughs> Audrey, God damn it! Um, the grandma says that. Well, what does the grandma want Rusty to do? Why didn't I? Did I pull a clip for it? Your grandma knows got a real painful burr on my heel, and if you rub it for me, I'll give you a whole quarter, <laughs> a quarter, and I'll give Audrey a quarter too, Audrey. But Clark goes outside. What does Clark go out to do? Put up the Christmas lights. No, that comes up in a second. He just wants to get out of there. He goes out to park the cars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the next day, Rusty and Clark are out doing the lights. Is that the next day or is that the, that night? Uh, I think it's the next day. Okay. But they have Doug's map and checklist of putting up the lights. Yes, they do. Works every year, man. And Rusty questions whether or not his dad is overdoing things. Have you ever had your your son question you whether you're going too far with something? Your kids might be too young to do that at this point. Yeah, I think so. Joey, I think so. No, that's he's too young. I mean, it's you know, with my nerd cave, it's I've it's my oldest son has referred to it as, oh, you're gonna go do something in your precious basement. <laughs> <laughs> because because there's been multiple scoldings in this house for leaving my precious basement a fucking shit show or they'll have friends over or just them they'll pick shit up and not put it back right and it's I feel like I'm the dad from American Beauty with the Nazi plate that's covered <laughs> behind his desk where I whip I will whip my son because he put it back because he put my lightsaber back wrong no I, you know <laughs> with with our my basement is is nice. It has like everything that a kid could possibly want to play with. It's got mm-hmm. you know, it's got Xbox, it's got PlayStation, blah. It's got arcade games, pool table, ping pong table, blah. And just the one that still lives here leaves it just a shit show. Yeah. And can I have my friends over? It's like, well, not until you clean the shit up. Well, they're gonna mess it up. I don't care. You clean it up, 
and then they can come over, but not until then. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just a matter of uh, the, this stuff is there for you to, to use. I'm not going to say you can't play this or you can't use that. Nothing like that, but just respect it. You know, actually show a little bit of respect of the things that you have. Not all of us had a pool table and a Xerox machine in the basement growing up and, uh, you know, a hot tub. Sure. So. No, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, and a ping pong table also and a uh, pinball machine. <laughs> but uh, Clark hands Rusty a huge ball of lights that is tangled. And I don't know if you, you caught this or not, but half of the bulbs are missing in this tangle of bulbs. Oh, are they? Yeah. I didn't see that. And the neighbor comes out as Clark is putting up a ladder. And he gets Clark gets up to the top of the ladder, and the ladder retracts, I guess. It slides down. It wasn't tied off properly with a half hitch. Yeah, that could kill you. you're supposed to. Oh, sure. Or you could lose a finger or two. Or, you know, do severe spinal damage or something. Right. But he looks yeah. around like, hey, did anybody see me? <laughs> Well, I've done that. Well, have I've you done, done that? You've done like st- slept at, or slept uh, slipped on a sidewalk, or you, you've tripped yeah. over something on the sidewalk. You look around. It's like, did anybody see that? Yeah. My wife's father. She she thinks of him a lot, like um, like like Clark, and he actually did that, taking Christmas lights down like years and years ago, and fell and got severely hurt. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that ladder man. thing. Just yeah, I, I wince yeah. at that scene. But yeah, the, the neighbor comes that's out. What, Sorry, go that's ahead, why man. I don't hang. I don't hang lights on the gutter, man. It's fucking spotlights, and that's about it. Yeah, but the neighbor comes out as Clark. I actually did that. Uh, the there, there's a parade on, and the grandpas, both of them, are sleeping on logs. Yeah, and one grandmother has a heater. I don't know which one it is. It's uh, Raymond's mother, and then the other uh, one is doing a gingerbread house. Well, they're both doing the gingerbread house, but the one uh, Ellen's mom has a glass of red wine and a heater and, and, and Clark's mom is trying to like whisk away the smoke. So, so I don't care who you are. You're not smoking in my house. Yeah. No, I, even at, even up at the Shangri-La and almost all bets are off the Shangri-La. We don't smoke in the Shangri-La. No, it used to be that deer hunting up until I would say 96 or 97, that it was smoking was allowed. And finally one year I just said, dad, you know what? I I don't think we should be smoking in in here anymore. It's horrible because you would have guys, you'd have two or three guys that came up that were cigar smokers. Oh, sure. And that's, and that's the worst. Even if you're like smoking heaters to be breathing in the cigar smoke was terrible. So finally he laid down the law. He's like, okay, that's it. No more smoking. Good idea. But so the, the first year that I went up, actually the first year we did the canoeing thing, it fucking poured. Mm-hmm. The only day it didn't pour was the day we canoed, but every other day we were up there, it was pouring the entire time. So everybody was that had to have a heater was huddled right outside the front door to be able to do yes. it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cl- Clark is up and he is stapling Christmas lights, and he has a problem with the gutters. Well, here, okay. So that particular silver type of stapler, it's the worst. It jams up. Uh, you get double staples. And I had one for years, and it, w- it was maddening. And I finally spent 
don't know, 40 or 50 bucks on a good DeWalt stapler. Mm-hmm. And that thing is the bomb. But yeah, he staples his shirt to the gutter. I kind of uh, uh, super glued myself to uh, myself. No. Yeah. Okay, so that is from. Okay, I, mean, I know what it's from. Joey, do you know what movie that's from? I know the song. I don't remember that movie. That's uh, from American Pie 2. Okay. And that's when that. Jim, the main character in all of the films, accidentally grabs so, super who, who, glue. Uh, yes, he's he's 19 years old and he's never heard of lube. And somebody gives him a bottle of lube and instead of using the lube, he grabs, yeah, super glue. And so what is... You know what I, you know what I hear? You know what I hear is a great joke? What? Is fill your hand sanitizer bottles with lube. And then give them to people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I'm not making this better. I'm actually making this worse. Um, so what is the, okay. the worst thing that you've used as lube? I think we've talked about this. I'm sure we have. <laughs> yes, we have. I can tell you right now, I used hair gel and didn't wash myself off and it dried. And, and over the course of two or three days, all the skin of my dick peeled off. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, Joey? I think just shampoo was... Oh, shampoo is not bad. No, it was fine. I, I, yeah, but not, it gets, uh, if it gets into the hole, if yeah, it, gets it gets in the, the hole, hole, it burns, burns a little bit. Yeah, you get yeah. Nice, and, nice and clean. Icy hot. Uh-huh. Or toothpaste. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> terrible. Toothpaste? <laughs> what the fuck? Toothpaste I, with the grit, with like the, you know, the... So, How old were you? 48, 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Desperate times call for desperate, desperate measures, I guess. But, uh, so anyway, Clark is, he's got his ladder back to the tree cause he's kind of fallen off. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, he's yes. flipped to the back of the ladder. And then Audrey is continuing to bitch about the grandparents. By the way, Audrey complete cunt throughout this film. <laughs> sure. She is. She's then, like, I'm not sleeping with my brother. And and Ellen is so stressed out. She lights up a heater. And then her mother, who is just smoking in the living room. <laughs> Are you smoking again? But Clark is working into the night because this is something that takes him out of pocket. This is the thing that allows him to be outside of everybody else. And he's stapling mm-hmm. lights to the roof. And... His feet are tangled in the lights, and he slips, and he manages to grab the gutter on his way down. Yes. And and he's trying to shimmy over to the ladder, and the, the gutter breaks loose, and I don't know how the physics of this work, but it fires off a missile <laughs> of ice. Yeah, it's a spear. Yeah. And uh, Clark falls down into the bushes, and Ellen comes out and tells him dinner is ready, but apparently the ice missile took out the neighbor's what? 80s stereo. Yeah, their expensive Bose sound system. And mm-hmm. who who are the neighbors again? The Chesters. Todd and Margo. Todd's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think he likes them. <laughs> That's my last Todd clip. But... Uh, Together, okay. Todd and Margot realize that it came from the Griswolds. And then Clark is about to fire up the lights and 
just like I am want to do, he rattles off the stats of the lights he's about to light up. You want to hurry this up, Clark? I'm freezing my baguettes off. 250 strands of light, 100 individual bulbs per strand for a grand total of 25,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. Hey! 25,000. Yeah, Ellen's dad does not like Clark at all. No. Well, I, real quick, something mother. we skipped was that uh, when the spear came through, the, the quote came saying, uh, and why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> and the, I don't know, Margot, which I referenced earlier. Sorry. It's all right. No, that's fine. And okay. Before he plugs everything in, Clark asks for a drum roll, and they do a thing. And he plugs it in, and what happens? Fail. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Ellen, Ellen's parents chastise him. Well, and wait. her mother turns to the what? You have a you have a clip? No, I don't have a clip. But I've been there. I've done that where I like I flipped a switch and I expect something to happen, and nothing happens. That's why I always oh, you always have to I always test it ahead of time. Now, sure. But Ellen's mom, just like Audrey. Kind of a cunt. Big old cunt. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, she's like, look, children, this is what happens when you waste your time or something to that effect. Talk about pissing your money away. But Clark is heartbroken. Yeah, there you go. And his mom is supportive and his his dad, Clark's dad, is as well. And the dad says he has to check every bulb. And then even Audrey, mm-hmm. and this is like the one positive moment that Audrey has in this film she even backs down and, and backs her dad for a second. And she gives him a little bit of support. Sure. But, but then Clark says to Rusty, hey, are you going to help me? And Rusty does the, the Chevy Chase bit where he rolls up his sleeve, looks at an imaginary watch and goes, ah, I, I got to go. But this is almost it for both Rusty and Audrey in the film. They are both extremely minor characters in this film. Well, yeah, because we have another big main character that comes in that dominates the screen time. But originally, Audrey had a huge subplot that got cut. Oh, really? What was the subplot? It was about writing to Santa, and I actually pulled okay. a deleted scene for this. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Oh, Santa didn't take my letter. Oh. And he didn't come. No, he had to come. Maybe he's hiding. Santa? Santa, I knew you'd come. I mean, I've been such a naughty girl for you, and you know what I've been wanting. I want to suck Santa's big fat cock. Can I? Do I finally get my Christmas wish? Whoa. I've been a really naughty girl. You wanna see how naughty I can be? And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. The segment that won't die. <laughs> yeah. That theme. That theme's funny. Joey, any guesses? Nothing. No? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll just throw this out there. Debbie Diamond. Jessa Rhodes. Never heard of her. Heard of her. Yeah. There are a lot of Santa porns out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I dove, I dove into a few and I was like, "Eh, I just, 
I can't find anything. I thought about not doing it because it's a Christmas episode, but yeah, no, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, Clark asks Rusty if they checked every bulb, and Rusty said that they did. And finally, outside, it is just Clark and Ellen. And we go back inside, and Clark's dad is reading a teen mag in bed with a Sassy. flashlight. <laughs> Sassy is the name of the magazine. It's a real magazine. Is it? Yeah. But the other grandpa is looking at the post a poster on the ceiling, and I couldn't tell who that was. I, I couldn't tell either, but you know I know. Okay, go who? ahead. Her name is Carrie Otis. I think she was married to Mickey Rourke at one point. Yeah, she was in uh the movie with Bruce Willis where he showed his cock. Um oh fuck. In the pool? He showed his cock in the pool? No, was it wasn't it? in a pool. That's Kevin Bacon you're thinking of. No, no, that was... He showed his cock in a pool, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, yeah, she was in um, the Bruce Willis film. But... Um, okay. Audrey and Rusty are in bed together. That is not right at that age. Especially considering that Johnny Galecki had a huge crush on her. Okay. And then uh, just an, a sidebar that I read. And Ellen is in bed alone. Yeah, because Clark is out checking the lights. Yeah. With the full moon, which is full tonight as well. Is it? Yep. All right. And uh huge moon. Yeah. The the next day Clark is in his PJs again and he has a bag and he is sneaking around and what is he doing? He's going to put presents in the attic. Did you know where your parents hid, like, presents? Yes. Wild Orchid, by the way. Wild Orchid? Yes. There's another one where he shows his cock in the pool. Okay. I just know that's the one that has the, with that Karyotis is in, and there's a snake in the mailbox. Hmm. Haven't seen it. I haven't either. I just. I saw it, but I don't remember. Seen clips of it, but. Um, yeah, yeah. He Clark goes into the attic and he gets hit by the ladder once again. Very slapsticky, very Three Stooges esque. Buster Keaton. Yeah. Okay. So where did Buster your parents Keaton. keep the presents? Have you actually seen any Buster Keaton films, Doug? Nothing than more than a fifteen second clip. Okay. What about you, Joey? Yeah, for sure. Like what? Like High Noon. There, there are a few. Um, a guitar player I like did some concerts like where he improvised over those films. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Buster Keaton was amazing. Mm-hmm. He was uh, kind of like the, I would say the precursor to Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, no. sure. But Clark has a secret hiding place for presents. Okay. Where did your parents keep their presents? Uh, just downstairs in a workbench. <laughs> in, a, in their closet. Yeah. In their closet. Did you ever snoop? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. I unwrap sure. shit. And then Did we wrapped really? it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow, man. I, never, I was never that bold. My kids know where we keep the presents, and they don't look. They are very honorable in that. Well, do you so, have it locked? No, I do not. Oh. But it's there's a sheet over it. We try and keep, make it so, you know, I, I, I will put like a piece of string in the door for oh you put like the so, hair in the door so you can tell so if the door opens the string will fall out i'll know because i'll tell him i'm like look I, i'll i'll tell him i'm like if i find out that you guys were snooping and looking you get nothing 
No, I, so. I think my kids are kind of beyond that at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At that age. Sure. But he has a secret hiding place for presents and he finds a Mother's Day present from, do you know how many years ago? 1983. Yeah. And what, when did this movie come out? 89. 89? Six years ago. Uh, question. Who the fuck puts per, uh, the date on a present? I mean, uh, I, I bought probably 40 at this point Mother's Day presents. I've never said, or I've never written Mother's Day 1999. Okay. I'll well, put that on a card, but not on a gift. I, I, don't, I don't know if I even put it on a, a card, but maybe maybe that's just me. I only do because yeah, my grandma did. All right. I, and but, it, that gets a little bit in tradition, into tra- tradition as well. Sure. But Ellen's mom, she closes the uh, attic hatch and the dad wants to leave. I think it's Ellen's dad. And, and he has he wants to leave because he needs to eat so he can take his pill. Yes. And Clark can't get he out of the attic. Drink a glass of milk or eat a piece of cheese, man. Yeah. Well, the dad is bitching about having to eat and because he, it's a pill for his back is what it is. Okay. Sure. And here there's, a, again, a bunch of slapstick stuff. And... Clark gets his head out of a vent just in time to see everyone leave. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did you know who Todd and Margot's house is? No. Mm-hmm. It's Joey? Uh, Murtaugh. Yeah, it's Murtaugh's Murtaugh house. or Murtaugh. <laughs> yes. Either or. So uh, th- I didn't realize a Lethal Weapon was filmed in Illinois. It was. Yeah. Amazing. Clark isn't even walking on the joists. He, no. He, just just like my dad. He, he'd go straight through the floor. But before that, he was walking on the boards and doing some real Buster Keaton stuff where the board was like a rake coming up and hitting him in the face. And he turns around Three and he hits him again. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little blah, 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 same shit. Sure. And yes. then he does go through and he ends up standing on... The I think the top bunk where one of the dads was looking up at Karyotis. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Clark is rifling through some boxes to find some stuff to wear because it's cold in the attic. And he finds some 8mm home movies. Right. This whole this thing makes they... no sense, though. He went through that? the floor. Yeah. He could shimmy out through there. Sure he could. Yeah. And this is where they play the Joe Crocker song. This is where Joe Crocker, yeah, he shines. Yes. But uh, Clark is crying. I like how Joey, how in, his, in your text, Joe Crocker really ripped it up at Woodstick. <laughs> <laughs> but Clark is crying watching some old Christmas home home movies. And then Ellen is coming down the stairs. Or up the stairs? Up uh, the stairs. Up the stairs. And she pulls down the attic thing and... Clark comes crashing down. Right. Mm-hmm. Which he would he wasn't sitting on that. He was sitting somewhere else. But we go so. over to the neighbor's house and Clark and Margot not Clark, um Todd, Todd and Margot Todd are in some Martin Lawrence workout outfits. Yeah, they're in some uh <laughs> space mylar bullshit. And, right. and and Todd says what he's going to do to Margot. Ah. I'm going to take off his clothes, sit in the dark with a glass of wine, and kiss every square inch of your body. After you shower, of course. Of course. Yeah, see, the the sweat thing really never bothered me. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah not into the sweat. No, but, I like I like a nice clean body. Yep. But Clark is <laughs> continuing to check the lights. And one thing I noticed is that throughout this film, he's wearing a Bears baseball hat, and he mm-hmm. should be wearing a winter hat throughout this film. Well, not when you're on a back lot of, uh, in L.A. <laughs> but Ellen comes out, and she asks if he's outside for a reason or if he's avoiding the family. And isn't that a reason to avoid family? Sure. I also think the Bears hat kind of, you know, stands to reason that Bears fans aren't very smart. So <laughs> There you go. Just wear a hat in the cold, right? That's right. So That's who, right. who was your favorite Bears quarterback ever? Jay Cutler had one. I, yeah, Jay, Jay Cutler. Cutler. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. all the victories he gave the Packers. Uh huh. <laughs> no, I, I love McMahon, and I love the fact that McMahon won a Super Bowl with the Packers yeah. and wore his Bears jersey to the White House. What a dick! <laughs> but what then, dick. then who was who was the Dragon guy? The guy that took him to the Super Bowl. The Dragon guy. Yeah, unleash the Dragon. Um. He was their quarterback for a hot minute, and he was the guy that was big on the long ball. Wait, it was before Cutler. The, it was before oh, Cutler. Took, took him to the Super Bowl against the Colts? Yes. Rex the Grossman. Neck, yeah, Rex Grossman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Neckbeard. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, oh, God. Uh, he was, he, Kyle Orton. Yeah, Kyle Orton. I think he went to yeah. Iowa? Purdue. Oh, Purdue. Okay. But... um. Clark is going to try some of the lights now. He doesn't require a drum roll. Still nothing, and he's just he he wants he he wants to get light up the Santa and the reindeer. Yeah, and he he's crestfallen, and mm-hmm. she asks well, and what, a very valid it, question here. Yeah, is it plugged in, Clark? And he's just like, "What do you think? I would wouldn't know that." And and then he blames the children. Maybe the kids were fooling around. But when, when you think of the reason why it didn't work. That's on him. Sure it is. But he he checks Doug's notes on the Christmas lights, and as the neighbors clink champagne glasses, Clark's mom goes into the garage and flips a light switch, and it is as bright as the fucking sun. <laughs> Did you see how many cords were plugged into one outlet? That's not good. No. Ten. I counted ten. But the the neighbors get hurt. And, well, do you guys have the 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 sockets where the upper one is always hot, and then the lower yeah. one is you have to flip a light switch in a couple of places in the house? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm. It's with the exception of my basement, most of the house is like that. I fucking I'm not hate a fan. Those. Yeah, no. I'm not a fan because I always I always forget which one is hot and which one is not, and I always plug the. When I vacuum, I plug the vacuum cleaner. Well, Matt, you wouldn't know because you have a cleaning lady. But uh, I plug the okay, vacuum okay. cleaner. Okay, okay. like you didn't have a cleaning the wrong... lady up until six months ago. No, we, I don't know what you're talking about. We never <laughs> had a cleaning lady. <laughs> Joey, do you have a cleaning lady, someone that comes in every couple of weeks? Uh, we, yeah, I don't, I, we did. My wife does that now. And we have a central yes. vac, so I don't have to worry about outlets on that. Do you like the central vac? Actually, I do. It's currently broken, so ah. I don't like it right now. Okay. All right. So would you go go to like Walmart and buy the hundred and fifty dollar Eureka or something? It's it's like a it's a small. I, I've been trying to get someone to come in to fix that uh, that central vac, but I can't yeah, find how, anyone. How do you even find somebody? I mean, 
obviously an Vec- installer would would have yeah. to, the installer would have to fix it. Yeah, and I don't know who installed it. Sure. I've I've emailed several companies and they clearly don't care about email, so I need to call mm-hmm. and just haven't done it. Yeah. But all the other houses in the neighborhood, their lights start to go out. And mm-hmm. The the electrical meter is going crazy, and then apparently the nuclear power plant is turned on. Yes, auxiliary nuclear. Yeah, uh huh. And the grandma turns the switch back off, and the neighbors fall. And as Doug mentioned, the plug scenario that's there is not very safe. But Todd falls down the stairs here, and Clark is frustrated, and he starts taking it out on the decorations. He's just like mm-hmm. kicking the shit out of Santa and the reindeer. Ellen goes you know, into the garage. And she you know what this happened to do it. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky doing that. Really? Yep. But but before Ellen goes in, um, Margot is crying about her carpet, and Todd is concussed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Ellen realizes what the problem was that it's it's a switch thing, and the angels sing, and Clark has a moment with his parents, and then with his kids. And he tries with the the mother and father-in-law. He he tries. It's not. Mm-hmm. Father-in-law is still kind of a dick to him. And then eh, there's a thing where Clark is, I guess, surprised, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what we song is playing here? going to call, but Eddie wanted no, to No, no, no. This is the whole... Okay. He's go, he goes, he does the rounds, and he gets through the in-laws, and then, he you know, Eddie is there. And Eddie's like real nice light Clark lights Clark and Clark is kind of just acknowledging like not surprised yet just he's still very in awe of what he has done not really realizing that Eddie is there even though Eddie is there and um and then Eddie says come on out kids and it's a beat up RV the dog comes out uh and <clears throat> we haven't gotten to that part yet. Uh, but what are the names of the the kids? Oh, that that I don't know. Rocky, Rocky and, Ruby, and Sue. R- Ruby Sue and Grandma's like, "Come give me a kiss," and he's like, "Ah, oh. uh, he's got a lip fungus they haven't identified yet." <laughs> and then they go to Ruby Sue. Her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Yeah, well, she fell in the well and her eyes got crossed, and then she got kicked by the mule and her eyes went back to normal. And that's the I little girl from that's the little girl from Fatal Attraction. Okay. She's wearing a wig because she had a uh the little what what do you call it the <sighs> starts with a p. Come on. Not pip squeak. Heartbreak Some of sort of psoriasis? Like a bob. Like a pixie bob. Oh, there you okay. go. She had a pixie bob and they're like, "No, that's not." So they had they're like she wouldn't have a pixie bob, so they they made her wear a wig. And then they introduce the dog, Snot. And snots. What? Snots? Snots, yeah. Okay. And what, Joey, what is, uh, what is, um, Eddie suggest Clark should do with Snots? Oh, let me go back on my legal pad here. Well, no, that's actually, um, you're getting, you're jumping way ahead here, dog. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Because no, I'm not. Y- yeah, you are. We've never seen a set of dog set on a dog like this one's got Clark. <laughs> and 
in that they're, they're in the house at this point, and Eddie is admiring the tree, and the dog is drinking the water from the tree. No, no, they're no, still not, not in the house. They're, they're not in the house yet. Okay, they are still. Um, that's when Eddie says to Clark, "If you rub his belly, he'll be your friends, your friend forever." And then this conversation happens. You were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. Yeah, you surprised. <laughs> Surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Yeah, I then thought... they go inside. Yeah, okay. Now, that... they, now they go inside. Before they go inside, though, Matt will appreciate that Eddie says, "Don't forget the rubber sheets and the gerbils." <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I I think that's for the kids because the kids are going to stay inside, and cousin Eddie and his wife are going to stay out in the RV so they can rock it. That's right. So the rubber mm-hmm. sheets are not for that reason. They're for the reason because their kids piss the bed. Mm-hmm. And the gerbil is just, just because it's a pet. It's not because it's it's a thing. But the that's thing that's... That's Mensa. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that surprised me was the, the kids are different. They're much younger. And they actually do bring this up in a little bit. But mm-hmm. remembering from the first movie, these kids are... The ages don't match. And... Eddie says that he wants some private time with the missus and the dog is just pawing at Clark. And once they're in the house, Eddie is admiring the tree and the dog is drinking the tree water. And why is it that Clark doesn't want the dog to drink the tree water? Well, he doesn't want the tree to dry out. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Yeah, that's right. But the the dog has a small problem only problem is he's got a little bit of mississippi leg hound in him if the mood catches him right he'll grab your leg and just go to town <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants if you know what i mean <laughs> a word of warning though if he does lay into you it's best to just let him finish just can't believe you're actually standing here in my living room eddie mm. But Eddie and Clark are drinking out of what? Wally World. Yeah, little Wally World cups, and they're drinking eggnog. And Mm -hmm. this is where it actually, Eddie explains where the older kids are. One is in rehab. The other is a carny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and he's he's worked his way up through the ranks. And... Eddie is uh, cracking walnuts and he's making a mess. He breaks like some little tchotchkes that Clark has. And apparently Eddie traded his house for the RV. Yes, that's what I've got here as well. Mm -hmm. And how long is Eddie planning on staying for? Well, he's next month. Clark is, yeah, Clark is looking at the RV and, and Eddie says, well, you know, looks good in the driveway. Well, don't fall in love with it. We're taking it when we leave next month. And, yeah, Clark kind of spits out eggnog out through his nose. Yeah. You love in-laws, but a month is a long fucking time. Ooh. Yeah, man. And, and now we find out it's December 18th. And mm-hmm. Clark- Did you, guys pull the cl- you didn't pull the clip where it says, can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat, drive you out to the middle of nowhere, and leave you for dead? No. <laughs> no. Did not pull that it's one a, It's a great quote. Sorry. But uh, Clark is at the office, December 18th, and he's going in to see the boss, and he has brought uh, a gift in to see the boss. 
Yes. And, and the, the bo- gift. Go ahead. The, the gift is looks exactly like all the other gifts that are on the back shelf. And the boss just does not give a shit. Mm-hmm. It says, put it over there with the other's grease ball. And Clark asks about the report he did for the trade show. And this is the whole nerd stuff that Clark was talking about, the non-whatever Nutritive. Thing. Yeah, exactly. The food, the, food, the food varnish. And the boss completely blows Clark off. And then we go to a probably one of the more famous scenes of this film. Mm-hmm. We go back to Colorado. <laughs> it's a sledding scene. There's a bunch of people sledding. And then Clark has something that is going to make sledding more fun. Well, he's putting the food varnish on the, on the sled. This is a new non-caloric silicon-based kitchen lubricant. My company's been working on it. Creates a surface 500 times more slippery than any cooking oil. Ah, we're really going to fly down the hill with this stuff. Has anyone ever used it on a sled? Not that I know of, Russ. So, Doug, you used to live right next door to a ski hill. Yes. And you probably sledded down that thing. Oh, yeah, man. As soon as that thing shut down, went out of business, that was the world's greatest sledding hill. But we would try going from the top all the way down, and you could never make it. You'd get, you'd go be going so fast, you'd wipe out. Yeah. So you remember Party Hill? <sighs> sort of. I th- uh, maybe. Class Remind about me, where- Vance. Somebody was like up off of. I want to say G not- or D. Yeah, it's kind up of by there. the out by the Ottawa Town Hall. Yeah, yeah, somewhere up in there. Okay, I don't think I ever went to Party Hill. So I remember we went sledding there for 4H. Only okay. fight I've ever been into in my entire life. Only fight mm-hmm. I've ever gotten into. Only fist fight, that is. Got okay. my ass handed to me. <laughs> okay. By a guy from Dowsman. I remember okay. I had just seen Rocky three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thought I was a badass. And a guy was doing shit to me. So I'm like, no, fuck this. And I popped him. And it was one of those things where you pop somebody and they just kind of cock their head like, okay, you're done. <laughs> And then the yeah. next thing I knew, he was on top of me, just pounding the shit out of me. Is this somebody that I know? I don't think so. Uh, class above me. First name was okay. Adam. Last name started with old. Oh, yeah. He dated somebody from my class. Yeah. Well, yeah. He just beat the shit out of me. I'm sure he doesn't remember. Okay. Me, but that was like the most memorable uh, sledding story I have. Do you have any uh, good sledding stories, Joey? Uh, we used to sled at Nike site which I think was, it's in Waukesha. It was a former kind of nuclear base in the 50s. But oh, my yeah. favorite... That's, yeah, that's still there. I think it's it? condos now over by okay. where that, that brewery is. But there was a time in, I think, senior year of high school where we figured it would be a snow day and my friend had a Camaro. And I don't know how we did any of this without texting or phone calls, but we all agreed to meet at 3 o'clock in the morning on like a school night <laughs> And go car sledding. So we just tied a sled to the back of his Camaro, which is obviously not a good car to be driving in the snow, and just ripped through the neighborhoods in Brookfield. And it was a fucking blast. That's that's my story. I also made it on the news once for like a snow day sledding down hills, like using it as a snowboard or something. But that was Curry Park, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it's the sledding hill, the old ski hill by us. It was in high school. It was kind of the same thing that you alluded to is how did we do this without texting? Because 
I just walked there from my house through the woods on a trail that we had blazed. And there's like 50 people there. And there was a group of guys that were in the class below me, not class of 92. And they were referred to as the wrecking crew. And whenever those guys showed up, you've talked about the wrecking crew a couple times. Yes. There was always going to be trouble because those guys, they were whiskey drinkers. Um, Do I know anybody that was in the wrecking crew? Sure you do. Sure you do. Donnie H. Okay, sure. Yeah. I thought it was your uh, class for some reason. No, no. And I remember those guys showing up to that, that sledding and uh, fights ensued, loudness, uh, violence, and it just it just made it unfun. No, so The funny thing is, like, you have, like, your passive people and you have, your, like, your aggressive people. And your group, your your class, you have a couple people in your class specifically who are very, very aggressive, mm-hmm. who are like all about fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was never my thing. You know, I was always, no. you know, passive. I'm just yeah. there to have fun, whatever. But, sure. you know, you had, and I guess they were friends of mine too. I can't completely say they weren't friends of mine, but that just, they went places looking for fights. Yeah, like somebody would brush by them and and nudge up against their shoulder by accident, and next thing you know, there's a fight. Oh yeah, they're dropping yeah. the gloves, and it's like, yeah, it's on, motherfucker. Yeah, yes. yeah. But anyway, Clark, he's got this sled lubed up, and Eddie doesn't want to go down because no, he doesn't he want had... his his thing lubed up. And why doesn't he want his thing lubed up? What has he had well, replaced? He, well, he had his metal pl- plate replaced with a plastic plate because what happened every time his wife turned on the microwave what would happen that i don't have in my notes he would no, piss himself <laughs> every time his wife turned on the microwave he'd piss himself but what is eddie's biggest concern uh i don't know his hair oh his yeah. hair clark says you really think that it matters eddie yeah my <laughs> hair my hair <laughs> <laughs> but clark takes off and it is Later, dudes. Like he shot out of a cannon. <laughs> You're right. Flying down the hill. He would be dead. Sure. And the best thing he could possibly do as he's going down the hill would be to jump off. Just fall off the sled. Yeah, exactly. But he goes through a building, onto the road, into traffic, crashes into something in front of Walmart. And then we cut back to like the top of the hill and cousin Eddie says bingo. There's no mm-hmm. fucking way they would be able to see what was going on. <laughs> based on how far yeah. they went. He's sure. like five Colorado miles away. <laughs> right. But, but now, now it's the next day. No, it's the 21st now. So it's actually a couple days later. Okay. And uh, Clark is at the office and he's got a model of his pool on the desk and he's looking at it. And his buddy from before comes in. Hey, have you got a bonus Bing. yet? Was that Bing? Sorry, I said Bing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smacks him in the ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he asks if Clark is all right, and Clark asks if he's got his bonus yet. And buddy said his buddy says that something just got delivered to the house. That must be it. Sure, but Clark has not gotten his yet, and he's worried about his pool. And so seventy five hundred dollars. That's what he put down, right? Yeah, what do you think that is? Twenty back in nineteen eighty nine, twenty five Oh, I'm guessing it's probably because about now, eighteen grand. Now, if you put a pool in, minimum of fifty grand. Seriously? Well, 
where Joey and I live, where all you have to do is dig a hole and put a fence around it and some landscaping, yeah, 50 grand. Other people that I know that have to put in uh, a thirty or forty thousand dollar retaining wall. Well, I mean, the, the good thing about that is they could actually coach football and get some of that money back. Sure. Yeah, you bet. That's an inside joke, Joey, which we're okay. not going to get into. I told you, I said, hey, any ins-? I told Joey, I said, any inside jokes that you don't understand, ask. That one I can't talk about. <laughs> or I pity the fool. No, you're supposed to say that before when I when I brought up as that you were the BA Baracus of the uh I handed that one to you on a platter. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, that, I that did was before I had a couple Yeah, I was uh more nervous then than I am now. <laughs> okay. All right. But we're at, we're at, we're at Clark's house at night and he's looking out the window. He's in his kitchen, and, he's in a robe and jammies. Yes, and he's looking out the window. And what song is playing? Melikimaka. Yes, and who sings that, Matt? Oh, I have no fucking clue. Bing Crosby. Oh, okay. Mason Crosby? <laughs> yeah, no, he Bing, missed it wide Bing. left. Yes. With the Andrews sisters. Dreams, because that's good parenting. Right, Bing Crosby? That's right, Peter. And if your kids give you any lip, you can beat them with a sack of sweet Valencia oranges. They won't leave a bruise, and they'll let them know who's boss. There's no doubt about it. What? That, that doesn't sound right. Are you giving me lip, boy? I'll take this belt off and put the smack down on you. Is that what you want? Ow! Hey, 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 ow, ow, take one of those. Hey, hey, huh? what the, ow! Knock it off! Hey, get away from me, huh? you dead huh? pruner! Yeah, Bing Crosby along with uh, Frank Sinatra. Just awful humans that are just held up in very was high Frank esteem. Sinatra, was Frank Sinatra an awful human? Yeah. I don't remember he hearing was all bad stories up. about Yeah, you don't know that for sure. No, I don't know that for sure. Allegedly allegedly yeah. yeah but uh there's the, a lot of mob stuff tied to the to the vegas the, uh, yeah vegas and the uh rat pack and such mm-hmm. but he, he's imagining this pool yeah there's a and, dream sequence and but ev- that every that, everybody is there but that he, that pool would be huge for that backyard i mean gigantic the pool they show is the equivalent of a hotel pool you think so? Yeah. Okay. But he's happy until Eddie shows up in his in his dream, in his uh daydreaming. But what uh, what is Eddie wearing? Well, he's got flippers. Uh-huh. And a uh, Meister brow. He's got a Meister brow. That comes up later, but yeah. Yes. But he's you wearing a Mike? speedo over like tidy whities. Okay. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Does he have like an inflatable around his waist? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then he sees, he kind of washes that out of his mind. And the hot chick from the store. Mary. Is Mary. now, Mary is now on the diving board and she takes her top off, but we don't see any boobs. Side boob. Side boob. Okay. So what, and, what defines side boob? Side boob with no nipple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And I would have to imagine at this point, he's pushing himself away from the wall yeah, with his raging but, boner. Yeah, <laughs> she kicks her suit off and it uh-huh. hits the window he's looking out. That would be about 50 feet. Yeah. So she could be Mason Crosby at this point. <laughs> but one of Eddie's kids uh, breaks him out of his dream and asks if he is Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought this he would is one be, of the Crosby. He would be push. He would be pushing his dick down the side of his pajama. Well, yeah. In, in my notes, it says you think the little girl was scared of his raging boner, <laughs> right? <laughs> but he wants to know why she is up. Rock and bit my thumb. Huh? I'm nervous because Christmas is almost here. Nervous or excited? Shit and bricks. You shouldn't use that word. Sorry. Shit and rocks. Joey referenced that? Mm-hmm. Him's nervous because you don't know if he's getting nothing. I don't think you should be nervous, and you shouldn't be either. Because if you're good, Santa knows it. And if you believe in him, and you believe in your mom, and you believe in your... your I love dad, that pause. <laughs> if you've been good all year round... Santa Claus is going to bring you something. Sometimes I think all that Santa crap's just bull. If he was so real, how come we didn't get squat last year? We didn't do nothing wrong. We still got the shaft. Well, I happen to know for a fact that Santa Claus is real. And in the next couple of days, somehow I'm going to prove it to you. You know, every year he comes to our house. I've seen him. It's true my heart so it's a good idea you came to stay with us isn't it i love it here you don't gotta put on your coat to go to the bathroom and your house is always parked in the same place i think you better go back to bed now okay so clark is basically setting He's forcing himself to have to buy shit for somebody else's kids at this point. Yes, he is. He's kind of buddy fucking himself. But he is all about the Christmas spirit. He wants everybody in his house to be happy and have a great Christmas. But the girl, what is it? Something Ruby, Mary Ruby or some bullshit. Ruby, Ruby, Sue. Ruby, Ruby Sue. She wants to know why he's not sleeping. And he asks something about delivering a letter. He's still worried about his bonus. Mm-hmm. And he, he's asked if, uh, is he sure he's not Santa? And he said, he can't even afford to be an elf. And now he, he set himself up with this whole other bill that he has to take care of now. Sure. But now it's the next day. It's the next day and the grandpas are sitting around the breakfast table arguing about the different types of rations that they had during World War II. But what what is Clark wearing? I don't know. I don't have that. Uh, Black Blackhawk sweater. Okay. So the, they really lean into the Chicago thing for sure. this film. But everybody's fighting and he comes down and he just walks away. Well, John Hughes is a big... Chicago guy, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, Breakfast Club, all those are based around the Evanston, Chicago area. Fer- Ferris Bueller is John Hughes, right? Yes. And I want my $2. What was that? Better Off Dead? Yep. Better Off Dead is out west. Is it? It has oh, to yeah, be. Because there's a fucking mountain. <laughs> that's for, Well, you know what? It's This movie has proved that there's mountains in Illinois. That, true, true enough. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, Clark's jersey is customized. It says Griswold on the back. And Ellen comes up to him and she asks if he wants wants breakfast. And he says he's not in the mood. And he looks out the window and she asks what he's looking at. Oh, 
the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Shitter was full! Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. He ought to know it's illegal. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within 10 yards of it. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? But it's, now, it's... Now, now, Joey, you could say, I pity the fool. <laughs> I pity the fool. And it has come up before, but what beer is Eddie drinking? Meisterbro, man. Yeah. And he's also smoking a cigar. And uh, Todd, the neighbor from next door, comes out and he smells it. He immediately runs back into the house. (laughs) And then Eddie picks up something from Clark's trash. Did you see what he picked up from the trash? It's from a couple scenes ago. It's kind of beat up, but maybe can have a potential future use. Yeah, I don't remember. It's the saucer. In the saucer, the the whole middle of it is like completely gone. Shredded. But we find out how long Eddie has been out of work. How long has Eddie been out of work? Seven years. <laughs> and why has he been out of work for seven years? Do you have a clip for this? or No, no. He's been holding out for a management position. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> And then we, we go to Clark and Eddie, and they're shopping. And wh- where are they shopping at? It's the most common place to be shopping now. Walmart? Yeah. Which, surprisingly, I mean, this is 1989. I don't think, uh, was Walmart that ubiquitous back then? Not as far as I know. But Eddie comes clean that they are living in the RV, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone, Right. And, it is not. And w- what is it they keep on piling on thing after thing after thing after thing? What are they constantly piling up? Oh, dog food. It, it's yes. all shit for the dog. It's like it's dog all, food, dog food, dog treats. It's like shitty dog food. Right. Perina and yeah, Walmart brand. And then Clark puts some eggs on top of that. I did and, not even catch the egg. Yes, he puts some eggs on there. Uh, Eddie throws a, a thing of dog food on top of the eggs. You hear the eggs break, and neither one of them do any even have a reaction to it. But how, how did Eddie lose his money? Well, I know the gas money gave out in Gurney. That's where I lived last. Well, he got taken by a TV preacher. And, oh, and is I, that what it was? Oh, yeah. And it he name drops Gurney right here. And Clark says that he wants to help with the kids, and Eddie says he doesn't want charity, but Clark doesn't give up, and they hug. And then, surprisingly, Eddie already has what prepared for Clark. An alphabetical list, starting with Catherine. (laughs) Just a complete list of shit to buy. Yes. And this is the thing that I love about this is, Eddie says he'd like to get something for Clark, something really nice. Yeah. Why don't you get yourself something real nice, Clark? <laughs> and have you ever been put in that situation where it's like, well, you're buying yourself something? It's like, eh. Well, you know, with my missus and I, we, 
I feel like it's important that the kids see us open presents, even though I'm the kind of person, and I know Matt, you're this way too, that if, if you want something, you just go out and buy yeah, it, right? Buy it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, are you are you difficult? Is it difficult for your missus to, to shop for you? Oh, it's impossible for Jen to. Yeah, I, I will send her. You just not even a, no. I'll send her like Amazon links, and then when she orders okay. it, I get so a as, fucking text that says she ordered it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's I do the same thing because, like I said, she's like I don't even know what to get you. I'm like, can I just give you some specific things? Some things that. I've wanted, but I haven't pulled the trigger on, but I'll let you pull the trigger on it. And yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly what I'm getting. There's a couple of presents underneath the tree. I know what they are. So no, uh, I I get the Amazon like updates when it was been, when it's been delivered. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All I ever want is guitar shit. And my wife doesn't see value in that. But if I send her like, yeah, uh, this pillow is cool. I know she's going to get that. Okay. She has. All right. Like she's what kind of pillow? Like, like what kind of pillow? I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, it's got, it's got like a cooling thing and it's adjustable for your neck and All right. whatnot. Old, old guy shit. Old guy shit. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be practical though. I mean, that's the whole point of it though, is it's things that you wouldn't necessarily buy for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I could say right now exactly what is it I'm getting for Christmas. I'm getting a fucking charging stand for my phone and my watch. <laughs> okay. And it's yeah, fine. No, That's I'm, what I want. I Joey, I, I, I had kind of alluded to you what I'm getting for Christmas. I said, rumor has it I'm getting this. Do you remember what that is? It's a saw of some sort. A scroll saw It's yeah. it, that makes it easier to make Pinewood Derby cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Joey and I will be having a Pinewood Derby car date at some point. Yes. Over Christmas shelf break. That the gift has a shelf life. Yes, but the kids also, like my boy, will be able to make puzzles and just anything. You know, it's not a very expensive saw. I'm not getting a – I didn't ask for a $800 saw. It's the, you know, the Home Depot special. What so, What is an expensive saw to you, Doug? An expensive saw? $600. Okay. What is a cheap saw to you? A cheap saw to me? Under 200 Okay. Okay, I mean, when I say scroll saw, I mean, this is something that you put on a table, not like a, a jigsaw or a, you know, a circular saw. It's a, it's a giant component that you don't just pick up with your hand and use. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I also know that I'm getting some cool shit from my basement. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not going to spoil that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now it's, it's Christmas Eve. Yes. And, uh. Some old bag shows up mm-hmm. and old dude as well. Yes. And the guy's hair comes off with his Well, head. Bethany, Aunt Bethany, the old bag, she asks if their, their house is on fire. <laughs> I love and riding yeah. in cars. Yes. And Uncle Lewis, his rug comes off with his hat. Uh, and they've got presents. And Rusty comes up to Clark with this. Is that a... Mom, what? This box is meowing. Let me see it. She wrapped up her damn cat. But it, yeah. it's not just the cat. What else has she wrapped up? The Jello mold. Yeah, yes. specifically lime Jello. Right. 
And then uh, Clark said, you know, Eddie is there. He ta- he tastes it. And uh, Clark says, hey, why don't you guys go find something else to do? It? And Eddie's like, yeah, Russ, let's go find your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Did not pick up on that. Did not I was – I, I, I had to rewind it and – uh, to make sure that I actually did catch catch that, yeah, yeah. Eddie's got a thing for Audrey, but now we get to the the table and turkey is not a has never been a big thing. We've done ham, but do you guys mm-hmm. cut the turkey at the table? Do you pre cut it and then just fucking serve dinner? Pre cut, yeah, definitely pre cut. But Aunt Bethany is celebrating her 80th Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and Clark says, hey, you should lead the prayer. And what does she do? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Eddie actually does the right thing. And Amen. He stands up. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he stands <laughs> during the blessing. The and then Clark goes to cut the turkey, and mm-hmm. we find out Eddie's wife cooked the turkey, and yes. Clark cuts it, and it basically evaporates. <laughs> right. This is what it reminded me of. And see if let me see if you catch this. What this is? Clear. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> Joey? No, nothing. It's, it's from the, the from the thing. Yeah. Where the where the guy's chest opens up. Oh shit. And it just that's chomps it, his that, hands. Yeah, that's what it looked like when he cut into the turkey. It's just like it opened up. <laughs> but 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 they're they're all chewing. It sounds like, like they're eating chips. Yes. Doing, doing the dug. Yes. And what's in the jello mold? Uh cat food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, Audrey and Rusty are throwing food at each other, and then the cat starts approaching the Christmas tree. And the cat is chewing on some Christmas tree lights. And have have you ever, you obviously, Doug, have had pets. Uh, Joey, I don't know what your pet experience is. It's vast. So have you ever had a pet chew through a, an electrical cord? No. I've had dogs eat a 64 box of crayons and shit it out for the next couple days, but not that. I came home one, one day and I, I, I come in. The first thing I do is I try to turn on the TV. The TV won't turn on. Okay. That's weird. I turn on the, the lamp. The lamp won't turn on. And so I look and the lamp cable goes down and stops and is separated. And then there's a gap and a little bit of scarring on the carpet. And then there's, the wire that goes into the outlet. My dog had chewed through the outlet or not the outlet through the cable. And it had sparked enough that it actually scarred the carpet. Wow. And yeah, he did not want to go back there. When we had a kid, when we had a cat, when I was a kid, um, twice, we would get woken up in the middle of the night that this cat tried climbing the Christmas tree and (laughs) knocked it down. And you remember my house as a kid, we had big, tall ceilings. So we would get a nine foot Christmas tree real that we would go cut down and the cat. Yeah. 
knock that fucker down. We'd have to. Do you remember the big beams in the living room, Matt? Yeah, I remember the the swing that hung from it. Yes, <laughs> wasn't a sex swing, but could be used as a sex swing. Uh, we yeah, we had to tie a rope to the top of the Christmas tree uh, just in case the cat tried to climb it again, that it wouldn't knock it down. But uh, Clark tells the kids that there's an airline pilot that an that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sleigh on the way in from New York. And and, they, and Eddie goes, you serious, Clark? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the dog is puking under the table. And uh, Clark criticizes what? Eddie for feeding the dog from the table. Yes. And it's, and it's like, no, dog was probably just nosing through the trash. Yeah. I remember uh, I won my con- I had a condo in Heartland and uh, my, my, uh, soon to be Mrs. and I were having uh, relations in the bedroom and we came out and my black lab had gotten into the garbage and he had a big ring of yogurt around his nose from where he got into the yogurt thing. And he's looking at me. He's like, I swear to God, man, it wasn't me. Like some other dogs <laughs> broke in here and did this. No, that, that that's great. Where it's like the dog is just kind of spooked by shit that he did, but it's like, no, still was not me. It wasn't me, man. I swear. <laughs> But apparently they, they don't recycle at all because based on what's in the trash, because uh, Clark and Ellen are going, are putting the trash back in the thing. And Uncle Lewis, the old guy, tells Clark to go get him a stogie. Mm-hmm. And, and then as he's, uh, as Clark is picking up the cigar, the lights go off and Clark starts fucking around with the tree and he, he sees that the, the tree is unplugged. Why is the tree unplugged? I understand why it might have shorted out, but why is the tree unplugged? Well, I want to say that the cat, while chewing on the cable, pulled on oh, it. Oh, pulled it out. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pulled it to the point where it was under the the chair, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he plugs it back in, and the lights come on. It, he plugs in a second cable, and there's a... <laughs> <laughs> an explosion. And... Rusty goes down and resets the fuse box, and we find out that the cat was vaporized. You got a fried pussy underneath that chair. <laughs> Which they apparently, there was some talk about them leaving that scene out because it was too graphic. Oh. And Eddie, Eddie and Clark are talk, or they're taking the, the burned up chair out. And Eddie wants to keep the chair. Yeah. Yep. Hey, there's this nice chair. You can do something about this. And what does Clark notice at this point? Well, he smells something. What does he smell? Smells like shit. Well, the gas coming from the sewer, which is... Yes. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? And there's a shot of the sewer, and there's some green lights there. And Ellen's parents are playing... I call it kissy face. I don't know what you call it with fucking old people. (laughs) Kissy face? Yeah, they're just, they're making out at the table. Okay. And the old man, uh, the guy from Sea of Love, is... Uncle, Uncle Lewis. He, he's lighting his cigar, and there's a flash of fire in the living room. And the, the tree is vaporized. And at this point, I thought this was the sewer gas thing. I did not think that this was just because the tree was dry. No, it's because, I mean, that that comes from the dog drinking all the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Clark's like, my tree, look what you've done. 
And then Uncle Lewis turns around and his back is on fire. And Clark tackles him to put him out. And then Ellen's dad is being a dick about the tree. And I've been fortunate. I have not had any issues with my in-laws at all. But I've heard horror stories about people having problems with their in-laws. Um, as have I, and some of those were not, it was not the fault of the in-laws or it was a 50, 50 split. Okay. Like you just couldn't work through your own, your, your shit. You couldn't work together and you just both decided to be assholes to each other. Okay. So Joey, I know you've got a, Joey, I know you've got a pretty good in-law situation. Yeah. They're awesome. No, I mean that that is about my yeah, my I've in-laws got... have been nothing but great for me. But mm-hmm. but th- there's a knock at the door and who is it that that's at the door? Speedball Messenger Service. And what what are they delivering? So what well, Speedball that's exactly what John Belushi died from. Which you'd think given that it's a Chevy Chase movie they would not do that. A little on the nose. <laughs> but right yeah, a little bit. They they rip uh, the guy, the delivery guy rips the wreath off the door on accident as he's knocking and it gets opened up. But it is uh, Clark's uh, Christmas bonus. And Ellen's dad continues oh, yeah. to be just a fucking dick yeah. through this entire thing. And it is Clark's bonus and everybody wants him to open it. And honestly... If I'm in this position, this is a, it's almost the same as charity where this is a little bit private. I don't want everybody and their mother to know what my bonus is for either sure. it's too small or it's too big. No matter what, it's a Kobayashi Maru thing. You're not going to win no matter what it is because, oh, you got a $50,000 bonus. You can give me five grand or if it's uh you know, a $500 bonus, what the fuck? Your job sucks. There's no winning scenario here. And this poor kid who's delivering this on Christmas Eve had to deliver it on Christmas Eve because it had slipped down between the seats. Right. And he yeah, just and the father-in-law it. says it, he thinks it's a letter confirming Clark's reservation at the nut house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Clark then explains to the family that uh, he's like, I didn't want to tell anybody about this, but... You know, I, I put a down payment on a pool and, you know, I don't, I didn't have enough money. Um, so this bonus is really going to take care of that. And if there's enough, I'm going to fly everybody out for the, the pool christening. All right. So Doug, you're married. Yes. Joey, you're married. Mm-hmm. If I decided to put in a pool and I did not this talk this through with Jen first, I would be in so much fucking trouble. Oh. Man, yeah, it's it is it is a three to one fight in this house right now for a pool. Um, this climate is ridiculous for a pool. I know that, and I and I she you know she's she's the one that is talking the most sense in this uh, because we know people that have pools, and there are people that are on to the right of us and people to that are to the left of us. And on a Friday or Saturday night where it's 85 degrees and we're sitting outside, we can hear good times on either side of us. And I'm like, (laughs) wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? And we also have friends that have pools and they just have a good time for three months out of the year. Yeah. 
And she's like, the maintenance, the electricity, the liability, the cost to put it in. You can only use it for three months. Yeah. It's 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 a pipe dream. It would be great to have, but a pain in the ass to have at the same time. So and Eddie can't swim anyway, so <laughs> Yeah. Uh not not Dover Bay. What was what was the one that was right off of uh ninety four by Oconomowoc? Oh by by Oconomowoc? Yeah. Right uh, by um Old Z, the old Z exit. Or old the Z. the sixteen exit, I'm sorry. Sixteen exit. Where e- your penis lived? Shakerville? Shakerville. There you go. Okay. I, I went to his house. I've been to his house one time. Mm-hmm. And we actually were hanging out in his pool. And that was like really fucking cool time. And I remember like your buddy, the pilot, did the, the no penis dance that night. But Oh, the, puss, the pussy dance? Yeah, the pussy dance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From uh, um, Silence of the Lambs. Or uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks to whatever. Okay. But just thinking about it, how often you're going to use a pool for how much it, it costs, not just in money, but in time. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really depends. It makes much more sense for me to have a pool than for you to have a pool. Well, and that's the thing. It's like having a pool... We have friends that have pools and they never, and it's the same as having friends who live on lakes. They don't want to do anything else. They, they have to stay all summer long to justify the expense of what they've have. They have to stay in their own zip code the entire summer. Oh yeah. Whereas, whereas I spent $3,000 on a pop, a shitty pop-up camper and I can visit the state <laughs> anywhere in the state anytime I want to. And it's a lot of work. And it's a pain in the ass, but I feel like my children are more enriched by visiting different parts of the state and doing work and sleeping outdoors and hiking and everything else than a, you know, I mean, like I said, it, it, for me to put a pool in, it's going to be $60,000. but And it, then probably an extra three or $4,000 a year to maintain it and the electricity to heat it. But all the other people... Um, outside of his immediate family, outside of Clark's immediate family, are very, very happy about him. Yes, doing it. Why would they fucking care? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But he <laughs> drags it out. He really drags out the whole thing, and this is where he talks about he'll fly everybody out, and he opens it, and he's not really particularly happy with what he sees. No. <laughs> what is it? It's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Any any guesses as to what the image is for that thing on the soundboard? Uh, <laughs> a jar of Smuckers? Nope. Petroleum what? jelly? Oh, come on, guys. You, you, you missed the obvious ones. Some KY. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lube, okay. But uh, he tears it up and he takes a big drink of eggnog. Several big drinks. And then another and then another. And then Clark goes off. If any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought... 
right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? But who does this give an idea to? Eddie. And what does Eddie do? I mean, he leaves, right? He leaves. <laughs> do, do you guys know how uh, Chevy Chase did that That whole that rant? No. I read, but please share. Everyone had cue cards. The, the cast in front of them had cue cards around their necks with all that. And you can see his eyes darting from one to the next during that scene where it's all written on, you know. That, I thought that was kind of funny because it blew me away that he could actually do that by memory, but no. But uh, Clark goes out into the yard with, with the chainsaw and Ellen is worried and Rusty tries to stop him for a second and then gives up. And the neighbors, Todd and Margot, are talking about, uh, eh, maybe they should have gotten a Christmas tree. And Oh, it's too late. It's too late. It's Christmas Eve. Nobody's going to have a Christmas tree. And just as they say that, what happens? Tree crashes through their window. <laughs> and then Ellen starts dressing Clark down. And and this is one of the things that, you know, all three of us are married. All three of us, I'm sure, have been dressed down by our, our spouses. Mm-hmm. Sure. That sucks. <laughs> Especially when it's in a uh, public or semi-public oh, setting. I- I've the only the only time that I've uh, been dressed down by my missus in a public setting is when I was dipping a chip into cowboy caviar, and you all know what cowboy cowboy caviar is, mm-hmm. and was putting it in my mouth while my mouth was hovering over the bowl of cowboy cowboy caviar. At least you she, didn't double dip the chip. I didn't double the chip dip the chip, but she chewed me out, so to speak, about eating over the bowl that crumbs and other things might fall back in. And I was like, no, this was several years ago. This was, this, so this, was, like, this was, this so was, at, this was a Packer party. And I just looked at her and I'm like, really, you're going to, you're going to do that to me in front of my friends and, and treat me like a five-year-old. And I didn't talk to her the rest of the Packer party and friend to show Chris, he was sitting on the couch and I was sitting on on one arm of the couch and he was she was sitting on the other arm of the couch and he's just sitting there and he's looking at me and then he's looking at her and he's looking at me and he's looking at her and he's like, well, this is uncomfortable and he just gets up and walks away. Was he on his phone the whole time? He was probably, probably what it was on his phone. He's probably texting so, someone we know. Yeah. But uh, now the only time that she ever dresses me down is when I'm, when I, uh, you know, yell at the children and it's not justified or it's something to do with the children. And I always try and tell her, don't do not dress me down in front of the children. Yeah. We need to be a united front yeah. here. Yeah. If you, if, if mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong, pull me aside. Don't yeah. do it in front of the kids. Yeah. That, that, that is, that is the big thing. Uh huh. But, um, so there, there's a thing at the top of the stairs. Do you know what that's called? It's a newel post. Did you know that before this movie? I did. Okay. But nope. Clark cuts it off with a chainsaw. Do you know why? 
why did you know? What? Why did he do it? No, why did you know? How did you know? You said, do you How? know why? Do, do, do you know why he cut the <laughs> Newell post off? Because it was loose. Yes, but why is that significant in the Christmas movie? No idea. Oh, is this It's a Wonderful Life stuff? Yes. So apparently George had some issues with his Newell post throughout the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Never seen it. Really? Dude. Yeah. I've seen it once all the way through. It's a really long movie. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of like I, like... I I like when Jimmy Stewart starts freaking out about why do we have to have all these kids? And I wish he could just say fuck in there, but he, he can't. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like The Sound of Music that always comes on. I think The Sound of Music is always on at Easter. And we watched it one year and it's like a three hour movie. Like, my fucking hey, this is a long movie. So, yeah, but <laughs> Von Traps. Yeah. The Von Traps. Yes. Uh, Clark is putting stuff under the tree and he takes a bra. I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> He's taking a bra <laughs> out of the bag. <laughs> and the old bag hears something. And the old bit, what, what's her name? Aunt Bethany? Yes. And, uh, the her husband, I'm assuming, says this. Do you hear it? It's a funny squeaky sound. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. Shh. I hear it too. And, and then Clark looks into the tree. I do believe that is not the first time that that clip has been played on this podcast. That's possible. I don't know. But what is in the tree? It's a fucking squirrel. And that squirrel was trained for months, apparently, for this scene and died that day. Oh, <laughs> so they had to use an untrained squirrel. But everybody runs and it's it's kind of an overreaction. The mom faints. Clark's mom faints. And the old bag and her husband did not run. No, they're just still sitting there. They're looking for it. Clark says... Where's Eddie? He eats these things. And his wife's like, oh, well, Clark, as soon as he heard out that they were high in cholesterol, he decided to stop eating squirrel. But, yeah, Clark is, is going to try and trap it. Mm-hmm. And, and they're looking for it, and it's on Clark's back. And this is almost a, well, it's a Three Stooges or Scooby-Doo type thing. Where- Scooby-Doo. Definitely Scooby-Doo. Running up the stairs, then down the stairs, being chased by the dog. Everything's being broken. Um, the neighbor Margot is telling Todd to go over and hit Clark. And then and as, as that chase is happening, the dog and the squirrel run over the, the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And soon after they trash the table, soon after they show Clark walking past and the table's in pristine condition. Okay. Just a side note. But, uh, Margot is at the door. Yeah. Because she tells Todd, uh, you're not man enough. So yeah, she goes yeah. to the door. Elaine's being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Clark opens the door and the squirrel goes at El- Elaine's or Margot's neck. <laughs> and then the dog jumps her. And she goes home and what does she do to Todd? Uh, she punches him. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Clark's house is basically destroyed on the inside. Mm-hmm. And... People are getting ready to leave, and Clark is having 
no part of that. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Clark? It's over. Not according to Santa's watch, it isn't. Now, come on, son. Stay out of this, Dad. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> and right on cue, the RV is shown leaving a very nice house. Yeah, see, that would be me. If things were going downhill, I would just be escalating the situation. That's totally me. No, I would I would fucking check out. Oh no. No. I would I would I would be like, you know, you wanna you wanna go all in? Let's go all in, baby. No, I, I think at some point you, you just gotta cut your losses. And I'm very much in shutdown mode at that point. What about you, Joey? Is everybody fucking opening drinks right now? I would, <laughs> would I would crack a beer. But uh Clark is getting a drink of water. And his dad comes down, and he's trying to talk Clark down. And they talk about bad past holidays. Mm-hmm. And how how was it that his dad got through them? A little help from Jack Daniels. That's right. And Clark asks his dad if he's going to recite The Night Before Christmas. And nope, he is passing that tradition on to Clark. He says he's retiring from it, and it's your house, your tradition. So do you guys have any Christmas traditions in your households? Uh, we watch, um, yeah, we, we go to church, and we come home, and we put out like a big picnic blanket on the living room, and we have pizza while we watch Elf. Okay, Joey? I uh, watch, we don't go to church. And I usually like to have It's a Wonderful Life on. And with my wife's family, uh, my father-in-law reads a book called The Precious Present. Other than that, it's like all all the parents kind of do their own thing. And we just get together and be together. So I always buy like the most comically large box of candy I can find for Jen. And then usually buy her like some slutty underwear and probably something that buzzes. And beyond that, it's like, just let the kids go through, do their shit. But I figured this is kind of how it goes for Joey when he's getting ready for Christmas. You have to get her something and it should be something really nice. Oh, I know. And not one of your coupons for an hour of Joey love. (laughs) Yeah, I had to pull Maybe that that's up. an idea for this year. <laughs> sure. But uh, Clark is readying uh, the night before Christmas, and the RV is pulling up. And who does Eddie have? Frank Shirley. Who is? Clark's boss. And he has a big bow on him, <laughs> and he's tied up. And then we, we cut to the rich house, and his wife is calling the cops. 
and the boss is upset, understandably so. Yeah, you're fired and you're going to jail. <laughs> and Clark calls him out for the lack of a bonus. But Clark also says he will take the fall for Eddie. And Ellen's dad stands up. And I have no context for what that actually means. But the boss has second thoughts here, which I'm going to call bullshit on for this. I did not buy this part of the film. Is this a clip? No. Okay. Yeah. He says, hey, you know, it looks good on paper, but loses its luster. And, you know, the healthy bottom line really doesn't matter. And and how, how it affects real folks. Yes. And he says, whatever you got last year, add 20% and Clark faints. Mm-hmm. But he, he still managed to call Clark the wrong name and a little person. So even though he's giving him this, he's still somehow belittling him. Mm-hmm. And now, now the cops are pulling up and Clark is up and he's basically crying as the cops are getting ready to bust in. It's, it's a, a little bit SWAT of SWAT team. It's a little bit of an overreaction, rappelling off of the roof and crashing in, <laughs> it's into window, SWAT. windows. It's yes. not Chicago cops. Right. And next door, uh, Elaine is still mad at Todd. And, and the cops are on Elaine's roof. Why? Why are they because next it's the door? 80s. They got to set up sniper positions. It's the 80s, man. Uh, but the cops go through the window. And uh, the wife is there. And she comes in and she has got a gigantic fur coat on. And the boss, Brian Doyle Murray says is a big mistake. And he says he will, he won't press any charges and boss actually for the first time in the film gets Clark's name, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And the cop lets the SWAT team go. And the boss tells the wife that he canceled the bonuses. Remember how I was toying with the notion of uh, suspending the Christmas bonuses? You didn't. Well, Well, of all the cheap, lousy ways to save a buck. That's pretty low, mister. If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. I changed my mind. That was the cop. That was like the the police lieutenant that said he was going to beat him with a rubber hose. And that's Beverly D'Angelo improvised that part where she had her hand on Sparky's cock. Yes, (laughs) she did. But the poor children come out and they see something racing across the sky, what looks like the Northern Lights. And Clark says something poignant now. And in my notes says, didn't care. (laughs) And the old man says that it's not the Christmas star. It's the lights from the sewage plant as he tosses a match and there's an explosion. That's where the Chekhov's gun pays off. Mm -hmm. And then... The old bag starts singing the Star Spangled Banner as the Santa and reindeer from Clark's yard are flying away. And they all join in well, on Star Spangled. E- yeah. Even the cops stop and salute. <laughs> yes. In the house, everybody is dancing except Clark and Ellen. The Clarks are the, the Clarks. The cops would be long gone by now. Sure they would. But uh, Clark and Ellen have a passionate kiss. And then there's and a... Cl- sl- and Bethany says, play ball. and But Clark says, I did it. Yeah, and that actually, that resonated a little bit for me. Okay. Why and did it resonate for you? Because it's having that moment with your family. Mm, all right. But there's I, get, 
I get to share tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Bertram family Christmas at my sister's. We always do it on the Sunday before Christmas. Did you say Bertram? Yeah. It's Doug Bertram. Okay. I'm Doug Bertram. Because, okay, it comes from my friend Egg, the Egg. I was helping him move. This is, God, this is 13 years ago. And his dad, who I, I have broken bread with his dad and have known his dad. And his dad says, his dad... Yeah, I'm loading stuff into the trailer, and his dad's like, hey, Bertram, put that right there. And I'm like, hey, Jim, you know, it's not Bertram, it's Bertrand, but you can call me Doug. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like, hey, Bertram, put that over there. So then that that became one of my nicknames, Bertram. I I guarantee Dick has no idea what my name is. No idea. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. I've mentioned the podcast several times to him. No, I've broken care. bread with him. He's I know busted he my balls in front of you big time. Yeah, that was 35 years ago, man. Still, it happens. It traumatized me. It uh-huh. did. You remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, ask, ask Matt when he was a 17-year-old strapping young lad if he was banging his girlfriend <laughs> at the dinner table while we were eating chili. Yeah, that's great. It was soup. It wasn't chili, but still. Oh, soup. Okay. <laughs> But there's a slow, slow pullout uh, on oh, Clark really? looking off. It's slow. <laughs> yeah, in the distance, happy that he did it, and the dog is looking up to him, and he pets the dog, and it's a fade out. It is not a freeze frame, freeze frame. And yep. so, did the movie hold up for you? Uh, there were parts of it that were really funny, and then there were parts of it that were meh. So, I don't know if I would watch this with my family, with my 9 and 12-year-old. Okay, Joey? Yeah, I mean, it holds up just because it, it is what it is. We watch it every year. So, yeah, I, I'd watch it with my kid, even though the language. Yeah. We're, we're starting to cross the language barrier, so. Yeah, it's, it's, there's some, there's some, we'll get into that with what you're watching. But, yeah, there's certain things that we'll watch that I'm like, you know what? It's just, it's the way it is. And my message will be like, I heard F bombs. They can't be watching that. And I'm like, it is what it is. I think if you shield them from it, when they actually start saying it, it's going to be, you know, more attractive to say it. So why not just desensitize now? I agree. 100%. Yeah. I hated this film. (laughs) Well, you put it in number four. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I did not enjoy this at all. Uh, so, first of all... Oh, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Mm. Yep. Side boob, still. Yeah, still, yeah. no. Destroy no, no. property, his own property. Uh, yes. Would you recommend it? Sure, why not? Yeah. No, no, I would not. <laughs> you like your European vacation, though, so... European vacation is awesome. Gosh, I, Maybe I have to try it again, but... No, it's man, awesome. It is so awesome. Okay. Watcha. 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 Watcha watching. I want Joey to go first because yes. he's the one who is outside of this, so go ahead. I have a shit ton of stuff I've been watching. I just finished Narcos season three of uh, Narcos Mexico. Okay. 
Is that the third season of Narcos Mexico, or is that the third season with... Mexico, yeah. Okay. I think I watched the first season of that with with, uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And there's there's another iterant of this, uh, of Narcos coming with him again. Okay. Um, We watched some of 8-Bit Christmas last night, which is a new, very 80s kind of Christmas movie. I think you guys would do yeah okay uh we started watching the shrink next door with will ferrell and paul rudd how's that it's pretty fucking awesome it's dark is it yeah okay. it's dark they're, they're right. playing serious roles okay so it's good to see will ferrell and i'll, I'll watch anything with paul rudd even it like if it sucks i'll still mm-hmm. give it a my, shot it, have you ever seen my idiot brother yep it's awesome he's awesome you know when he goes on well when conan was a show he every time he went on there he would play a clip from, um, uh, what is that? That terrible Mac and me, Mac and me. Yeah. The, every time the, the, the kid in the wheelchair going off the cliff. Yeah. Every yeah. time that was his clip for the movie he was promoting. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> um, going, uh, we watched Beatles get back. Obviously we talked about that. I'm in, uh, it's always sunny season 15, the, the new season, which is still, one of my favorite shows. I, and I think it jumped cheer- a shark about four seasons ago, but yeah, but I'll, I'll still go into it. I, I've been listening to their podcast too. And it's, it's, it's like those guys are kind of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how they are in real life. Like they're not bad people, but they're just fucking funny. Sure. And then, so Sopranos is also one of my favorite shows. So I've been cherry picking favorite episodes of that and uh, finished Lily Hammer. Oh, what what did you think of that? I thought it ended really shitty. It's because it it uh, it got canceled. That's why. And you know the the Bruce Springsteen thing fucking did not care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know because little Steven. Yeah, no, I I get it, but it's it was so what? You know, yeah, it was such a minor thing. It didn't. What matter. I liked about that show is that he. He's basically Silvio. Yeah, that that's part of it. Is if if you like the Sopranos, you'll like. And I look at it almost like that is Silvio went to Norway. Yeah, for sure, it's awesome. Did you hear that Springsteen sold his catalog for half a billion dollars? Yep, yep. Woke, but not broke. <laughs> Suckers. For sure. Yeah. The last um, we started Scrooge last night because I haven't seen it since like early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is on the docket, as is Cooper's Camera, which I said last year everyone should watch and no one will watch it. <laughs> it's it's set in the eighties. It's it's uh, you were yeah you were rec- recommended that to me last year. No one fucking watches it, but it's it's funny. And then we start we tried to start Yellowstone last night and it was just a two hour slog of slowness. So maybe we'll continue tonight. And that's all I got. Okay. Okay, Doug. Uh, I'm a couple episodes into season three of Yellowstone. It's, it's one of those shows. It's like Homeland where it's so improbable that all the things that happen happen, but it's still entertaining. Uh, finished sex lives of college girls. Okay. Now do you get the whole, yeah, the, the it was the, the treadmill race. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that that show it shows them getting eaten out a lot, all of them, but it never shows them giving head. 
Mm-hmm. It's like super empowering to women. Um, caught up on Hawkeye. I like it. That's on Disney. Uh, we watched Klaus. It's a Christmas cartoon on Netflix. Really liked it. Joey, what did you think of, um, what was the Christmas movie that I watched that you said you were starting? He bit Christmas? No, not that one. Uh, a Boy Named Christmas. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, pleasantly the, surprised. I was very, especially the end. I got a little choked up at the end with the old lady as to who she actually was. Yeah, for sure. With, yeah. With the elf ear. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes. But Klaus, I, it's, it, it starts off like, wow, this is not what I was thinking it was going to be. And then at the end, it's very, very heartwarming. I mean, super heartwarming. Like, wow, this is a really great story. And then um, I watched most of The Darkest Hour. The Beautiful Penis recommended that to me. That's um, Gary Oldman playing Churchill in the beginning of World War yep. II. Good. But it's, I mean, it's it's the Gary Oldman show, basically. But you get sucked into, you forget that it's Gary Oldman. You actually think that it's really Churchill. And then I watched fury and i the the missus and the boys went out to run some errands and i was watching it on the couch and they came home and that's when the missus was like are you why sure are you that- masturbating to brad pitt yes it's <laughs> <laughs> good i got joey on that yeah i would suck i would suck i would suck brad pitt's dick you got caught on that shit <laughs> but she was like honey there's some f-bombs i'm like yeah so it's world war ii takes it's, you know it's come on they're going to be dropping F-bombs and stuff. She made me turn it off, so I had to go to the basement and finish watching it. But, man, that is a fucking great... You had to go to the basement and finish? Yes. That happens. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That's a great World War II tank movie. I that mean, is... it's it's really good. I mean, it's... There's so... The, that Matt, last weekend we were talking about paying attention to the details. That movie pays attention to the details. Yeah. So... Okay. Fire away, my friend. So uh, we're three hours plus oh, I, into this podcast. Uh, no mention of ass play. So no, no. ass play. <laughs> it's been a rough year. <laughs> um. So finish uh, Succession season three. I hear uh, the tail. I hear the, hear the tail end of that is shocking. Yeah, it's it's fucking brutal. Okay, I, don't don't, show don't is, spoil it. It's done well. Okay. Um, Survivor season finale. Uh, Jen was watching the Sex in the City sequel, and then this happened, or whatever the fuck it's called. Wow, does Sarah Jessica Parker look fucking terrible? <laughs> yeah, her face looks like a foot. Uh, South Park the the COVID special. I watched. Oh, I saw that second part of that. I watched the first four or five episodes of season one of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm there. Are you? Yeah. Have has has Beth gone into the uh Yes. The into the what do you call it? The trough. The trough. Yeah. yeah. I was shocked. I was surprised that she's she a showed- terrible actress. Yeah, but every time she's on screen it pulls me out because she is so awful. She was in season two or three of uh God, the really great show with the Yellow King. Um Who's the yellow king? HBO, um, Matthew McConaughey, and... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, True Detective? The, yeah, yeah, there you go. She was in the one with... She was in the season with uh, the fucking tall guy. 
Vince Vaughn. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. She's terrible. She's the worst actress ever. She's terrible. Terrible. But that's my that's my Charles Barkley impersonation. (laughs) Terrible. Um, Terrible. Terrible. And then I actually watched Star Trek three. Ah, Um, okay. What? Okay. I found a mistake in in Star Trek. (laughs) Really? In Star Trek two. At the very, very beginning, when uh, Savick is doing the Kobayashi Maru, mm-hmm. after it's all done, she asks Kirk for any advice. And he says, prayer, Mr. Savick. Klingons don't take prisoners. Lights. And in Star Trek Three, They take prisoners. They take prisoners. <laughs> okay. But that's what I have. And again, Joey is heartless, so he doesn't care about <laughs> Star Trek. I tried. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll finish Khan. Okay. Well, if you no, do, if, if you finish, if you do Khan, you got to do three two at th- least, and, th- and then four, and probably four. Yeah. Honestly, skip five and then jump right to six. Yeah. Right. So, I'll did you come up with a question, Doug? No, I did not. We can Matt's skip it. Matt's got a question oh. for Doug. Matt's got a question for and Joey. Doug. Matt's got a question for Doug. Answer it. Okay. Um, first question I was given, because I outsourced this again, was not good. When was the first time you got drunk? Like real drunk? Like hammered drunk? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Go. Okay, you fire away. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this. I had been drinking but I was always pretty careful and never got trashed, but friend of show Sean had a party, I think junior year of high school. He was the guy with the pool. We didn't, it was at the winter, so we weren't in the pool, but I think we kind of started early and just everyone descended upon his house, a non-smoking house, and it was just filled with smoke. And I got hammered really early and spent the rest of the night, like, by the toilet puking. No, that's the worst. Yeah. I haven't puked many times from drinking since then. That that was a good lesson. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it. I unfortunately have not learned my lesson because <laughs> I I have puked probably more times than I can count. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, even now as a as a full grown. Have, have you ever puked after the podcast? No, I've been fucking damn close. No, no. I you know what? I'm. I'm, I'm pretty sure my first puke was Meisterbrow. I want to say that as I got into my early 40s, I became more of a morning puker. And I think that's worse because you're just fighting it. You wake up and Mm -hmm. you're just fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And finally at like 10 o'clock, you're like, can't fight it no more, man. Just do it. Get it over Making concessions and yeah. Yes. And then because here's the thing, that morning, that morning, you can't take Advil. Because you got to have food in your stomach. And if you put food in your stomach, you're going to puke. Just do it. Just 
and I but 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 off. then when you when you puke, the headache like amplifies by five times. So then you just have to sleep it off until like one o'clock in the afternoon. Then you can take eat some food, take some Advil, and and usually by about three o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, okay, I'm good now. First time I got really really hammered. Ooh, I, it's possible that it was after the eighth grade dance that I had a couple buddies over and we got hammered. My brother was there and he was feeding us drinks. Yeah, I think that's what was that. That was it. Okay. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Oh. Next week's movie and I think I like it. Wait, 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 wait. Matt? Agree. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Just blew past that. Yeah. I, I've never been drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so this week, um, just like, uh, actually next week, just like No, this you week, still have to answer the question, asshole. No, I was just fucking drinking at home. It's not a big thing. <laughs> just... Honestly, drinking on my dad's liquor cabinet. Okay. And it was a fucking, uh, it was Jack Daniels and it was a cherry Pepsi or no, a cherry Coke can. And I opened a cherry Coke can, drank some, filled it up with Jack, drank some, filled it up. And I basically did that till I got hammered. Okay. Not a big thing. Uh, so Joey, just like this week, you get to pick next week's movie. Oh boy. Oh. Indirect. Choose. Choose well, Joey. So uh, it's uh, best of five, once again. Cop or private detective? Hmm. Let's go cop. Jaws or Tron? Jaws. Proper noun or description? (laughs) Uh, Description. Home Alone or Porky's? Home Alone. Okay, that's all we need. Hold on. Is, hold on. Is it Stakeout? No. I just you know, to the, figure the, out the which original one it is. director of, of this movie that we're talking about was, um, he left because he couldn't work with Chevy Chase and ended up directing Home Alone. So Chris Columbus, who did not discover America. John Randolph plays Clark Sr. in this week's film. He plays Cyrus McNutt in 1970's There Was a Crooked Man. Never heard of it. Warren Oates plays Floyd Moon in that film. Oates plays Captain Jack Braddock in next week's 1983 film. Captain Jack Braddock? It's not Stakeout? Nope. Nothing. Beverly D'Angelo plays Ellen in this week's film. She plays Carmen Odessa Shelby in 1981's Honky Tonk Freeway. (laughs) Daniel Stern plays Hitchhiker in that film. Stern plays Officer Richard Lymongood in next week's 1983 film. When the fuck was Daniel Stern a cop? Oh, you know it. I don't know, man. Any guess, Joey? Nothing. Nothing at all. So next week, we will be doing 1983's Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. 
Roy, Roy, Roy Scheider. That would be the Jaws part of it. Okay. See, I was thinking Richard Dreyfus with Stakeout. Yeah. No. And have we, have we done a Roy? Have we done a Roy Scheider film? No, I do not believe so. I don't think we've done a Daniel Stern film either. Okay. He's and Daniel Stern is the Jaffo. Yeah. Just another fucking observer. That's right. So, um, Joey, before we close it out, I want to give it give the floor to you to say anything you want before we're done. Well, it was a pleasure once again to do this with you guys. It's a, it's a lot of fun to be a part of it and I texted you guys earlier this week that I can't believe how much fucking work you guys put into this every <laughs> It's week. really not. Every it's week. I mean for me, well, I mean <laughs> for, for Matt, yourself, Doug. Yes, for Matt, for me, it's Watch two nights of watching the movie for an hour, and then, uh, you know, this time of year, you know, I don't work a lot. So on a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, I take 45 minutes and I sit in the basement and I pull clips and I sing songs and do other goofy things. And then for the next two days, little light bulbs will go off above my head of like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this. And I'll throw Matt a clip or two or three. It's really, it's not that much. By the way, well, th- this film is available on Amazon Prime. Blue Thunder is. Yes, it is. Okay. The other one that has been bounced three times now <laughs> is not. Okay. So, um, you should text me what that is because I don't know. He's Amazon Prime. Tell- <laughs> I'm he's not going to tell you because it's going to come up eventually. He, he's okay. not going to tell me. He's not going to tell me because, yeah. Uh, just so you know, uh, Blue Thunder does not work into my theme. Okay. So uh, with nothing else left to say, uh, Doug, go ahead and bring us home. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Joey, thanks for joining us. It was fun. My pleasure. Good time as always. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Betamax Rewind with, with Matt and Doug. Uh, like us, send us a message, or email us, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. It's a complete pain in the fucking ass. To rate and review at uh, Apple, it's really not. I mean, all you got to do is just scroll down and hit five stars. It's literally a push of a button. And if you just want to say, you know, send us a message, great podcast on Apple iTunes, that'd be great. But I think I know a lot of people listen to us on Spotify, and you can't do that on Spotify. But uh, Jesus, that's for you, Joey. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here. We appreciate it. This is a giant cock. That's for you, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see you next week for E3's uh, helicopter thing with Ray Scheider, Blue Thunder. Was there a TV show made about yes, Blue there Thunder? Yes, there was. And was that Jared, James Ferentino? Uh, Mike? Not Mike Meyer. Uh, the other guy. Um, not. Oh, God. From the movie, um, the Saturday Night Live film. Um Come on, you can do it. You know, the two guys from Illinois that had the Those... cable access show. On... Was it Mike? It was Mike Mike... Myers. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey was in the Blue Thunder TV show. Are you sure? But, I'm but positive. Who was... But who played the, the Roy Schneider? Was that James Ferentino? No idea. I think so. I think it was James Ferentino. Okay. So we'll see you next week. All right. Adios. Joey, say bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Get out. Get out now.
This episode of Betamax Rewind is lovingly dedicated to Craig Bach. Love you, Dad. I'll, I'll never forget you. Thank you. <laughs>